Hello, Street Fighters. Thanks for being here. There is a huge echo right now. I don't know where that's coming from. Uh, we are live in the WCRS studios, Columbus, Ohio. The number to dial is 614-412-5252. You can find us on WCRSFM.org, where you can listen to the live stream, or watch us on YouTube and Twitch. We are live streaming right now. And... Uh, do you hear that sound? I think it must be these headphones then. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. But we will persevere. We are the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it now for seven years on WCRS Community Radio here out of Columbus, Ohio. We are spreading the word on... Who's is it? We are spreading the word. That's what it was. My computer was on. I'm running two computers tonight. It's become quite advanced here, the show. So thank you for uh, putting up with all of this as we continue to spread this mess across the U.S. We're going to keep this going uh, with a live tour, with a Middle West tour that's happening in the beginning of September. We're going to be in Chicago on September 2nd. We are going to be in Minneapolis on the 4th, Des Moines on the 5th. We're going to be on in uh, Kansas City on the 7th and St. Louis on the 8th. So please come out and see us. Ticket show links are going to start popping up over the next two weeks, and I will always send them to Patreon first. That's going to be the number one source of information on Street Fight Live shows. So if you, don't, if you want more than what we do right now, you can get bonus shows over at patreon.com slash streetfightradio. Uh, thank you for being here. We are broadcasting live out of the Free Press Studios in Columbus, Ohio. We are a part of the Pacifica Radio Network. It's 102.1 or 98.3. Get it. Hey, how's everybody doing? Pretty good. Uh, I had an exciting weekend. Yeah, you did. I did not. How was your weekend? <laughs> uh, well, I had a great day yesterday. We uh, went and went to the neighborhood block party festival. My daughter did a dance routine in the middle of the street, and she loved it. Then later that night, we went and saw Taco Cat at Ace of Cups. So thank you, Taco Cat, for inviting us out. Uh, that was an amazing show. Y'all are complete professionals. You blew me away. And I really appreciate Chris uh, for reaching out and inviting us to come. I had a blast. And uh, I will definitely be hooking y'all up with gumball t-shirts when those come to fruition. Uh, I wanted to go really bad, but my kid was sick. So I had to do that imperfect parenting thing of like... I hate you because you're sick. But. Right. You're like, here's a, <laughs> here's a grilled cheese sandwich and it's some soup, honey. And then when you leave, it's like, she ain't even fucking sick. Yeah. Every time, every time I think she's not sick. I've, that's the bad parent in me is that like a lot of times I'm just like, she's just faking. She they're just doesn't want to do nothing, man. Dude, they're buzz kills. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we were dressed to go. We had all the clothes on. We were, we were ready to go. We were looking good. We were about to leave the house. And she was like, though, I would rather you guys did it. And I was like, Oh, good. This is great. <laughs> we got a shout out from the stage too. It was pretty impressive. They said, they were like, who listens to WCRS? And some people cheered and they're like, who listens to Street Fight? And a bunch of people cheered. Oh, I love it when a bunch of people cheer the name Street Fight. But it was really funny because the guy that, that gave us the shout out immediately got his balls busted by the rest of the band. They were like, oh my God, is that the guy that you listen to all the time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wish i was there i feel if you're listening i feel bad i didn't show up we tried it was you know the kid 
thing sucks. We really tried all day. We were like down to the last like five minutes before we were about to leave. And then it was like, ah, we got to call it. We got to damn call it. You know, sometimes your kid's a coward and you have to call it because they can't go out with an ear infection. I just, you got to slipper that NyQuil and just go party, dude. That would make me feel worse than just doing it, you know, without giving her anything. It just, I, I mean, I, I guess like, here's the thing too. I could have gone probably, but I would have felt terrible about going because my wife was super excited to go and she could have gone, but I'm sure she wouldn't have felt great about going because then I couldn't go, you know? Right. And it was just one injury of those. Injury to one is injury to all. Yeah. So it was solidarity. That's why I said, I was like, well, I guess, you know, us both staying home is solidarity. We're showing true solidarity in our marriage by both of us staying home. And, but I mean, we had a nice night. Like, you know, we don't get to spend a ton of time alone together because of the way our work schedules go. She works all day. And then I, you know, stay up all night and then, you know, a few nights a week have to leave and, and just, it's nice to be able to just sit with her and watch movies. It's just, it would have been nicer to go out with her and do something fun. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe you need to come over and give Gwen a pep talk about being sick. Because my my system, which Erica was a little combative against at first, is take something to knock yourself out and st- stop being a problem for the rest of us. Yeah. I, like, just take your medicine and go away and come back when you're better. I'm kind of the, – I'm the same way. I, like, just disappear. I'm, like, I go into a cave and just curl up and lay around, you right. know? Now everybody in my house – like, I just threw up. And my wife today was like, I think I'm sick. And I was like – these greasy ass kids at this yeah. school. The she goes back to school and now we all feel terrible. She just brings these greasy kid diseases into my house. Oh no, I'm going to be back into it. I mean, I went on Virginia Beach with someone with strep throat and then my wife got it. Thank God I did not get it. But now that she's in there in kindergarten, I expect to have measles by the end of the year. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it stinks. It's the worst. I did actually watch Death Wish last night, 2018. Okay. The new one. And boy, was it perfect. It really? was just, if you want to watch like what it looks like in a conservative dad's brain, then that is the movie to watch. That is where you need to go to see it because boy, that movie, he even wears like dad clothes. He wears like dad jeans and a hoodie and he's just the the like one a, time he tortures somebody he cuts his sciatic nerve which was so funny to me because i'm like i got sciatica all the damn all time dads know. yeah it's like the worst thing that feel can my happen. pain from hard working <laughs> the only way it could have been worse is if you'd have had a baby crawl on him and kick him in the nuts or something like that because that's the other way we get hurt <laughs> But uh, it was pretty good. I mean, oh, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, that's how just dads have, get hurt. Have Sciatica. a kid jump out of nowhere onto your fucking balls. Yeah. Sciatica and getting hit in the nuts by a kid is the two ways that dads get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> or trying to do something that they were able to do when they were like 17. And now I'm 39 oh, yeah. and I like him like, oh man, I'll do a, I'll do a flip real I can quick. Do a foot race. <laughs> yeah. Let's do something. The first time I tried, that's when I figured out I was old. Actually, I was probably about 33 or something like that. And I was convinced I could beat somebody in a race, one of our friends in a race. And I was like, let's fucking do it, man. Let's just have the race. And we went to have the race and I tripped over my foot immediately <laughs> at the starting line and fucking got hurt. And I was like, well, I'm old. Too much torque, dude. <laughs> Once again, you were too excited. You were like, I'm going to run so fucking fast. And then your legs did not keep up with where your head was at. Yeah, yeah. No, no. And (laughs) and like, I was never fast anyway. Right. 
in my life. I, I don't know why I thought I could even win a fucking race because I've never been fast in my entire life. I've always been like about medium speed. You know, sure. I was never pace. the slowest guy, but I was definitely never the fastest guy. <laughs> I yeah. was I was uh I was mid level. I was average at everything. Yeah, I still try to do that stuff. I mean, that's was like skateboards. I gave up on the little little small skateboards because it's like I just am not doing that again. I can't bounce back from that falling onto the ground and like on my elbow and shit is just not going to work. You uh, mean you're not trying to do kick flips out no. there. You're not spending your whole day trying to learn how to do kick flips. Ugh. Ugh. Just doing it all day. Yeah. Failing. Yeah. That's over and over again. That's always like the most fun is like, uh, when you were a kid, you could just spend all day. Yeah. Just figuring something out. I used to have a pogo stick, which sounds like I was born in like the, uh, 1480s or something like that. Yeah. You played, uh, like a stick and hoop as (laughs) well and kick the can. But man, I used to get so high up on that pogo stick. Like we had heavy duty metal pogo sticks. So you could really get up in the air. And I love yeah. that damn thing. And I would spend hours just bouncing up and down on a pogo stick when I was like 12. And like get- they tried to bring them back. I remember when they were trying to bring them back and they were like, these are like performance pogo sticks. And they were like trying to show you that you could huck yourself off of some bank steps or something. And. I don't think it just never worked out. It's just not like something that's conducive to watching on TV. That's the thing about sports now. They don't work unless you can watch them on TV or YouTube. That's why, you know, get all every, every day I'm like out walking around town and there's like just a group of teens walking with a camera and skateboards. In yeah. Hand, yeah. Like just film. You can make your own day. video now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like having Mr. Moose Knuckle. Yeah. I don't know who that is, but it sounds like fun. We, it was one of my favorites because it had this dog just like show, showing his junk on the front. It was just so crude. <laughs> I don't know, man. He I was I, like sitting up in a chair like a person would, but just like fully spread eagle. I kind of feel like I would be less trouble now if I was a teen now because like I, like all I ever wanted to do was like, be in front of people doing stuff you uh-huh. know i wanted to show off basically that so was you would like just do that on instagram live instead yeah you would just be showing off i wouldn't be out getting in trouble and like doing dumb stuff to show off to my 13 or might show off to my 10 friends you, you know? gotta have real stakes to make it exciting dude there has to be <laughs> trouble on the line yeah yeah but i mean it, it, i'm just hoping like maybe i could have been something earlier or something you know i could have been doing street fight yeah, of course. No, I think it wouldn't about that. be street fight though. It would definitely like. Could you imagine like two twenty-year-olds trying to do this show? <laughs> oh man, work sucks. I'm I'm so tired from it every day. Shut up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be like a twenty-two-year-old trying to bestow wisdom on somebody is a lot different than two. They learn pretty quick, though. I mean, there's a lot of young people that share their work stories. Did you see that awful one about the breathalyzer test? No, I didn't. Holy know that. moly! This guy wrote. This guy works for this company in Texas that puts breathalyzers on cars, and he has just been so nice about it, and to the point where they fired every single person around him and made him work in the store all by himself. <laughs> like what they normally had, like a crew of four people. Yeah, and the situation just kept falling apart to the point where he was, and they were like, we might have a senior position or maybe assistant manager in the pipeline, you know, if oh, you, no. and it was just, 
Yeah, and he's like, I, I uh, finally broke. I, I was like, really had good intentions and was trying to keep up with my positive attitudes, you know, like yeah, my trying PMA. to be Pollyanna about it. My PMA, my positive right. mental attitude. And uh, it's like, I think that they're just taking advantage of me, you know? Yeah, we had a guy on the college show like uh, a long time ago who was working at a restaurant as a dishwasher and then they're like you should we can teach you how to cook too and then he starts cooking and then they they tell him they can teach him how to do something else and he's just doing that and then like so now he's this guy that makes the same amount as a dishwasher that's doing five different jobs and they're not hiring anybody because the position's filled by the guy that's making less money right he's out there flipping bergs and they're like hey go run on dish tank real quick yeah yeah yeah. Oh, I used to hate that. Like, they would give you, like, a job. Up. I like dish tank. But I'm saying that, like, when you were a dishwasher, they're always like, we'll teach you how to do some other thing, but you're always still just a dishwasher in the end where they're just like, go set up the tables out there, man. And dish, I love the dish tank because older guys would break your balls so hard about like being a wimp with how hot everything was. So I would like really go at it and really just try to fry my hands to be like, to show that I was, you know, with it. The one time I did like a real dinner service. So I got a job at this, this Italian oven was the restaurant. And I like, so I took the whole weekend off from Chuck E. Cheese and I was like, well, I'll just, I'll, I'll try this job out and I'm not out anything. If I, you know, decide I don't like it, I'll just go back to Chuck E. Cheese after the weekend. And if I do like it, I'll quit Chuck E. Cheese. And they were paying me like a dollar more than Chuck E. Cheese. So I went in on Friday night. My dad dropped me off and picked me up, which is weird because he never did that. I always had to find my own ride, which was always impossible when, yeah. you, you know, and um, he dropped me off and I went in there and I worked and worked and worked like it was the hardest. It was the first real dinner rush I ever dealt with in my entire life. And it was it was like not just like a regular dinner rush. It was one of those things where it's a restaurant that opened up. And they needed people and they hired me on like day three of them being open. So it was like, if you, if especially like, like it might not happen like this in like New York or Chicago or something like that, but in Ohio and Columbus, at least one, when a restaurant opens, every single person in the city goes and eats at it in the first True. like three weeks. It's like an event. You yeah. Know? <laughs> we, we like to do that the most, really. Well, we, because we don't have a million of them. Like when you, when you go to New York and you like walk around and you're like, there's a restaurant every step. There's restaurants fucking everywhere. Oh no, we ate, we ate, um, Thai food that was out of like this back room with like, that took cash only and had no visible register. It was right. like an envelope full of money. And you just can't, you just can't keep up with what they have. Where in Columbus, you can look on Yelp and you've eaten at all the restaurants. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> who really wowed me last time? Yeah. Yeah. So you got to go through. Oh, I had I've the worst tr- pizza last night. I've tried some new stuff. Oh, have I, I? I had the worst pizza last night. I went to this place that's been open for 25 years and I walk by it all the time and I see it and I'm like, and it's downtown in the middle of downtown. I look it up on Yelp and it's got four stars. Okay. 90 reviews. Okay. Is the worst pizza I've ever had. Wow. It might be the worst what I've kind? ever had. It was, I mean, it was like, it looked like one of those crusts that comes out of a, like this pre-made crust. 
and it was supposed to be Neapolitan style, but it was really like, like it was straight up bowling alley style pizza. It was, I threw half of a fucking pizza away, dude. That's surprising. I don't, I will eat a whole bad pizza. I don't, I don't care, but I was like, I can't eat this stuff sucks, man. What was it called? You want me to name names? Yeah, I guess I'd street fight Cafe Napolitana in Columbus, Ohio. I would not go there. It's I don't know how they have night. I think they're a, a thing of that four star reviews, the Brett thing that when you worked for people writing right. good reviews on Yelp, I'm gotta. It's either it's a big that. Italian family. They got like all <laughs> kinds of nieces and nephews. Yeah, or or it's the fact that it's it's like anything that's downtown. People are starving for their lunch and they just go down and they get a slice of pizza and they're like, one slice of bad pizza is like, oh, that wasn't, it was whatever. Sure. You know? I'm curious though now on those reviews. I got to see that. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, I man, I don't know if I want to try pizza that bad. I don't, I don't hate eat ever. No. Like that's I trust stupid. people. That's a bad idea. I did too. Like I trust Yelp generally, even though I know that, like I you gotta read do, the I reviews. have to adjust it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to read the reviews. It's the same thing with movies now. Like I'm not even looking at Rotten Tomatoes because everything gets like 90%. I just look at the audience. What, what did the audience think of it? You right. Know? If the audience gave it a good grade, then it's like, well, it served the people that went to go see it. Well, I yeah. guess that'll be good. And there's plenty of information. I mean, people are just like, it's so annoying that the this movie was, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, well, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, the action scenes were a little long-winded. It's like, okay, that doesn't bother me at all. Well, that Or like when people to- are like, you, those big budget action movies, or those big budget summer movies, and they're like, the dialogue just fell flat. Yeah. Well, the... the In the, Rampage. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the difference is, though, that the critics used to actually do that. You yeah, know? I know. Like, the critics, when an action movie would come out, they would just shit on the movie. And, like, that, you can barely get a movie to come out that gets less than 70% on there now. If you go scrolling oh, through not there, really. Like, Jeez, There's man. There's still some stinkers on there. Every blockbuster movie oh, right, that right. comes okay, out okay. is, like, a 90%. That's every movie to Brian. And it's, and it's like, well, yeah, because I don't watch, like, Junky right. B movies. I watch, like, huge movies, you know? But it's just, you can't trust... These huge movies, like, it's so obvious that they're paying for reviews now. It's so obvious. And also, like, I got this from Struggle Session. I heard this on Struggle Session. They said that, like, the L.A. Times wrote a story about how Disney, their labor practices, right? Like, how bad their labor practices are. And they just revoked their passes to all their premieres. So, it's like... You can't like even give a bad review, yeah, really, I mean, if you're a major critic. No, you know who wants to be screwed out of that? Like you, yeah. you have a seat at the table. I can't go see the big movies when they come out. The ones that start, people are actually going to want to read about. Right. <laughs> you can start blogging now. Yeah. Like, oh, we're just to turn this newspaper into a YouTube channel, or you just have to go see it on opening night with all the plebs. You know what I right. mean? You you got to go sit down well, with that's like not me so bad, on too. opening night, but you can't write the review. On time. Oh, right. It has to be there. <laughs> yeah. You have Day to watch of. it two days early so that you can write the review and get it up so that people see it. That's what you want as a critic, you know? So I don't know. These 90% for like, you know, when I was uh, like, 
And and like they just announced like popular movie Oscar now too. So they're just gonna be giving movies I like Oscars now. And I'm like, ah, oh, that what the hell, dude? Did you see that? Yeah, I heard they were adding that category. <laughs> I mean, which they should Rush Limbaugh really really pushed for that one for a while. <laughs> I he? used to remember as a kid him going off like they're these damn Hollywood liberals are just avoiding what people like, you know. Yeah. It seems Spider Man was the biggest movie this year <laughs> if we're talking about what people went and saw. No yeah. one gives a shit about your you know little art art masterpieces <laughs> but aren't awards supposed to be for like like for me there's they like should include all them re- in there uh, i don't know man they're not like that good they they're not good. interesting they're not like they're not pushing how do you do it they're not pushing you give them One the category award. Right? like you like give them the people's the... choice awards yeah they exactly that. oh like the oscars to me are those awards are for interesting movies that try shit you know what i mean dr strange it's not interesting, and it's not. You're just going you ever done in DMT, there, dude. We'll make you think a little bit differently about Doctor Strange. <laughs> I mean, and you're just walking into the movie theater, and, and like, I, I mean, I'm not criticizing people that see because that's all I see is blockbusters. I'm just saying they don't like really deserve rewards. They get, <laughs> they get a enough. ton of money, dude. I see that. They got all the that. money in the world. And like Spider-Man is not thought provoking or interesting. It doesn't push the boundaries of what film can be. It's like a computer cartoon movie. Right. You know, but with great power comes with great responsibility. <laughs> that's so that's something you can really opine over for the rest of your life. And wear pajamas about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I guess, you know, I don't even know if like the Oscars. The, I mean, basically the Oscars just, they're like not for us. You know what I mean? Like they're, yeah. they're not, they're, they're a they're award for people ceremony that, like, that is like uh, for people that love a thing, you know, for fanatics, for people that like go deep and, and want to see things that are like, like, Oh, I thought it was for people that like burn child effigies to the <laughs> that too. God it Moloch is, or something. Yeah. I mean, but it is for, it is just for it's like, them. Um, it's like awards. They give each other awards, dude. Right. Let like them the, have like a thing that's like, I mean, like the Grammys always annoy me. Because I like that's where I kind of have the thing where I'm like this music's better than that crap. You know what I mean? Like you have to sell a bajillion albums to even be considered for a Grammy or a sure. hundred thousand of them now. But you, ha- you know, and it's like never been good music that wins those major. Pro- it's always like popular music. It's, right. it's not what people who love music are listening to. Sure, and that's what that's what that's I what think- the minions like. Yeah, well, that's what I like. I, I, well, it's not what I like in music, but in movies, I'm that way. You're where it's minion. like, I just like what dumb people like. Like, I like to sit and watch things like the dumb people are into, you know? Right. No, I totally understand. It makes sense. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not like a genius or anything either in my, in my own mind. Like, I just, I don't know what I watch movies for. Well, no, anymore. I would say I definitely lived my life as a very snooty movie watcher. And then eventually it's like if you go to the theater and take the time to do the whole ritual of it, mm-hmm. you get like an amazing experience. Basically, any movie that is shot at your face, 90 feet tall with THX speakers, it's pretty fucking interesting for a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's hard. Which, wait, let's talk. What movies have you walked out of? Oh, in my life? Yeah. Have you ever walked out of a movie? Only one, and it was Terminator Salvation. Like I Oh, walked, really? I hated that movie. Oh, you got to see the ending of that, though. 
No, I maybe I didn't walk out. Have I walked out? The closest I the only movie I can think of that I got pissed off at and was like I had to keep leaving. Oh no, it wasn't Terminator Salvation. I hated Terminator Salvation. Sure. Hated the movie. Like I yeah. thought it was ugly and boring and stupid. Right. But I saw there was a movie called Public Enemies. Oh yeah. With Johnny Depp playing like John Dillinger. And you have no idea how cool I think John Dillinger is. You know, like I just, I want to watch movies about those guys now. Right. And I was so annoyed at how crappy that movie was that I kept getting up and walking out. And I did the same thing at year one. I saw year one and I just like like, paced out of it. Like you can fucking cut and run, dude. Talking yourself out of it. Yeah. I was at, I was at year one and I like walked out of the theater and I was like, I've never walked out of a movie. I've never, I think I got to leave. I hate this movie. It's like me at the dish tank. And then I did it. I did it. I, I, I finished suffered through the pain. Yeah. I fell asleep during Hellraiser bloodline. That's another one that I saw that in a theater and I fell asleep. I hated it. Oh, Hellraiser bloodline. It's like Hellraiser in space. I was thinking Hellboy. (laughs) No, I was very astonished to find out you would sleep through Hellboy. No, it was Hellraiser in space and I was never a Hellraiser movies fan. Sorry. Uh, I only movie ever walked out ballistic X versus sever, which was like Antonio Banderas. (laughs) and Selma Hayek yeah I think and they were spies of some sort and I was asleep and I woke up and I'm like I'm fucking leaving (laughs) I hate this yeah make me want to watch it though I'm sure I'd like yeah it's a crap fest yeah the game is good though there was a game for like Game Boy Ah. that was good I like crappy movies, man. That's Who just all I care about now. It's like I watched Den of Thieves this week and it's maybe it's ter. it's like heat it's basically the entire plot of heat with all of the all of the beats of the story of Heat. Right. And all the, you can directly draw a line from each character to somebody in Heat. Uh huh. But it was bad. It was like, like a dumb guy wrote. John Gabris on Action Boys actually said it is Heat if a high school quarterback wrote it. And it's the most perfect example. Like, you know, Heat's like this, like these classy, robbers and like they're driving around and he's like oh actually this guy like likes to rob banks but he also listens to classical music <laughs> right there's something more going on there yeah he's not just a, some idiot that's smashing and grabbing <laughs> listening to rock and roll music well this guy was listening to what it's like by uh everlast Ooh, that's deep that's a deep song <laughs> i, love I mean song. <laughs> whenever whenever i have to stop and ponder because I, I don't really know what it's like you I, got me everlast <laughs> i've been listening to that song Every day, like I've been listening to that song all day. We for the made past Everlast three days. memes like five or six years ago. We need to go dig them back up out of Ever- the archives. I love Everlast. He's all right, we started late. Let's get these people on the phone and see what they want to talk about instead of us going on about horrible movies. Uh, thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Oh, hello, Rion. Howdy, yeah. Oh, uh, this is the LSD teens. The LSD teens, you called in. What is up, Hello, LSD yeah. teens? We were very dorkily excited when he talked about us in the last call-in show. <laughs> yeah, we were excited. We were glad that you made it. We wanted to make sure you were okay. Yeah, no, it was really fucking cool. Yes, we're okay. Or, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to wait a few years before you can actually say that you're... No, I'm kidding. You, see, you guys seemed like you were handling it pretty well. I know the dude I talked to was handling it amazingly well. Like, I, you were holding yourself together. Now, the one that didn't talk to me, the LSD team that didn't talk to me at all, I didn't know where That's you right. were at, but I was like, you know what? I like this guy. He's polite. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> keeps his LSD to himself. Me. No, that was me. No. You were the one that was hiding as you were. Really I was 
it was a very stressful time. <laughs> you, you can't trust him. He was on LSD. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Was... Is this the first time you've taken this trip? No. You're seasoned? No. We're degenerate. Okay. <laughs> well, to Columbus, it was the first time. Okay, well, that's a yeah, milestone. The first time in... Yeah, I think Columbus, Ohio is like the LSD of cities. Okay. <laughs> did you drive here? Yeah. yeah. And did you stay the night here? That's what no, I was wondering. We drove back at like we drove back at like ten eight or ten p.m. I was like, "Are these guys going to drive home?" Like that's the only thing I was thinking about. I'm like such a dad. I was like, "Are they going to drive six hours uh-huh. to get to their?" Ho- I think it's four four or five hours, right, to get there. Maybe yeah. three. I don't know. Uh, Buddy Adam drives here from there, so or used to, but until he moved, and we drove through it once. Champagne is you're from Champagne, right? Yeah, that's where we are right now. I love those signs that when you're driving through. Brett and I just really, we really loved those signs. That Remember, Brett, the signs? If you get home invaded, you'll wish you had a gun. And then, like, oh, yeah. go fighting Illini. <laughs> yeah, but it would, it's written on, like, six signs, though, so that you, when you pass it, like, you read each word. <laughs> you really well, learn a, lot, a bit. It's crazy because because Champagne, you know, it has the university, so it's kind of it's kind of a pretty liberal city. But it, the second you get outside of town, it just becomes the most like NRA, like we don't like brown people, like in and you know anywhere any other small midwestern town. Yeah, that's Columbus too. That's Col- yeah. As soon as you leave, I mean, we we've been talking. Uh, people talked a lot about that special election that the Democrat lost and was like blaming it on leftists in the city not voting. And then I looked at the. Uh, district and it was just like one line into clintonville and then all suburbs and i was like how do you expect that group of people to cancel like all of this group of people right (laughs) yeah we are gerrymandered to hell in this place i mean even some of the uh like pat t berry was the representative that he was replacing and that guy's a fucking monster (laughs) Yeah. yeah so how was the drive home? I've n- I I will say I've done acid a lot. I have never done a six hour drive on it. Traveling on the Rainbow Road, it was it was great. We thought like we were the only two people on the earth driving home. It was a very strange <laughs> experience. We got into some into some heady shit, but we're like, wait, if we just listen to like old backlogs of Street Fight episodes, that means we're still sort of connected to the world because we just met them. Therefore, they exist. That's amazing, and just dude. Spiraled kind of after there. Yeah, I had a moment. Yeah. I had a moment like that once where I was just sitting there watching TV, but then like I had this overwhelming feeling of seeing myself in complete blackness and just the room that I was in like lit up and like that was the only thing that was flying through space at that moment. Well, what you got to do is on the second when y'all come to Chicago, you can do a whole other trip with two teenagers that you've never met except for once. And it won't at all be a weird time. You should definitely do it. <laughs> we will be in Chicago in two, on Labor Day weekend. On We are doing a live show on Sunday, uh, September 2nd. Yeah, but I think that's a 21 and over place. Oh, well. Oh, geez. We've... <laughs> okay. Maybe we'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah, we could... Yeah. Sadly, outside of the place, yeah. Yeah, we I guess just have send a big, us a message and we, can, we might be able to get you in. We have a big crew with us this time, so it might be... Harder to get like list stuff, but maybe we can just get a hold of us while we're there. <laughs> All right, man. Okay, cool. We'll really appreciate that because yeah, I we're move. I move into the city uh, like that earlier that day, 
So we're really trying to go see the show because he's coming up too to help me move in. LSD team number two. I love LSD team number two. You were just like living, like, like you were just like, you know what, man? I don't need to talk to this guy. I'm. You can go- <laughs> <laughs> I was just freaking out. I wasn't. I wasn't like playing it cool. It was just I was freaking out. It was like we were like, oh man, other people our age like they want to go see. I don't know Hendrix. Or whatever bullshit. Like, no, we like podcasts and doing drugs. And these two guys are the only combination of the two we know. My, my, uh, yeah, my, my, like, my wife was concerned about you guys too. Like, you really, you made an impression. I'll say that. It was, it was good oh, times. No. You passed. You passed the test though. You really <laughs> rose to the yeah. occasion. I mean, you did. Oh. I, I'm going to say this for the LSD teens. They did as good as an LSD team could ever do. An 18-year-old on LSD <laughs> in a strange city. Like, that's pretty good. That's a yeah. brave... Number one, that is a brave trip. I would not recommend it to anybody that's listening. But holy shit, we're that's like... Veteran. We're going to need to get... Troop. We're going to get you Psychonaut badges or something. We should. <laughs> kind of should man if it, it, it does feel like uh it does feel like they deserve something because like w- would you do that we're yeah old. i would okay i, I was gonna say to. we're old and smart so we would just be like maybe i'll do weed on this trip no i really want to i plan to bring some fun stuff we've had it for way too long and i just want to do it yeah I've been, I, I think i'm going to do it on the tour to be honest i've been thinking about doing do it in uh, chicago man I well, I might do acid, and and I think Des Moines is the city that we're in for more than one day, or Minneapolis, and I might I might even trip while we're there. Chicago, I'm gonna have my wife and kid with me, yeah, and Brett's wife and kid, and my sister and her kid. So it's kind of like we can't go too wild, except for we are going to wrestling That's on true. Saturday there's night. Wrestling in? Yeah, there's what well, sold out. What? Oh. Man, we're getting cucked all over like, the place. Is it like WWE? No, it's indie stuff. We're going to see All In in Chicago. It's a indie show that they did a bet with a wrestling journalist and said somebody said, can they sell 10,000 tickets? And they said yes, and he said no. So they decided to see if they could book an arena and sell 10,000 tickets, and they did in like 30 minutes. So we're going oh, to see yeah. that. Yeah, it's Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks are like the architects of it. But we figured oh, that's awesome. it was a good reason to go to Chicago. It's kind of <laughs> <laughs> like how we, how we, uh, is, is, is like, that's uh, how we run our family business. That is every time we want to like, yeah, you're right. Like we bring our families for some shows. And, uh, the other thing is that there's a cool thing happening in a city. It's like, if we do a show there, usually just wrestling. Yeah. It's you usually. came to DC <laughs> and we drove up to Philly to see New Japan War of the Worlds. Yeah. We have fun at wrestling. Wrestling's fun. This one might be a little crazy because we're way in the back, but right. we have fun. And you know, if you could get us upgraded tickets, list, if any listeners can get us like some upgraded tickets, we'd love that. We're sitting in the back row. We're going to, our backs are going to be against the wall. Well, I hope you guys got enjoyed the show. At least it was kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, it was great. That's great. That's good. Then I, I hope you had fun at the show. I hope like tripping and seeing podcaster your two podcasters that you listen to sing uh, "Freak on a Leash" was probably something interesting. We the, the karaoke sort of freaked us out. Yeah. Yeah, it would me too because like it sounds like it's so it's probably weird, right? Like you're tripping and you're hearing songs that you know. But not sounding terrible the way that voices, they're supposed. Yeah. I mean, it's not even terrible voices; it's just not even sounding right, you know. And it's- yeah, the MIDI version. <laughs> yeah, it was just yeah. Well, what really helped? Can I shout out a guy? 
Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. There was there was some guy that I have no idea what his name was, but he was a Columbus DSA guy, and he talked to us for like an hour, just listening to us ramble about nothing and like sketch weirdly in our in our filthy notebook. And like he he kept us like he kept us sane. He was like yeah. the only thing we had to the real world. What like, do you look very, like? It's very comforting. Uh, he had he was like a millennial looking guy. He had like round glasses and a short beard. He looked sort of like a Will Meneker. Okay. Well, I'll be well, on the lookout. Thank look you. Out. Thank you, wonderful person. Like, it's good that you know that people can freak out at your live shows and somebody will help them out. Like, that means we have a pretty hip audience, you know? Oh, yeah. And in Grove City, Erica, we talked to her for a while, and she was super nice to us. And, like, it was, they did was more chill. than they, they needed to. It was it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that was the funny thing about you guys. Like, that's how I can't forget you. Is that you, uh, that, that's how I'll never forget you is that you kept, you would talk to me for like two seconds and then be like, am I bothering you? Like, do you need me to leave you alone? And I'd be like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm here to hang out with people so I can talk to you. And then you'd be like, I'm sorry to bug you, but I need to. And I'd be like, you're not bothering me. I'm here. I'm, this is my job tonight. <laughs> Well, when I got the picture with you, I was like, this is the biggest inconvenience anyone has ever asked of another human being. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe I'm doing this to him. I do that, too, when I want to get pictures. Like, I didn't get any pictures in New Orleans when we went to WrestleMania weekend because I didn't want to bother any of the wrestlers. But I can genuinely yeah. say that it doesn't bother me at all. But I do definitely know how you feel because I, I, always, <laughs> I always just feel like I'm not going to. I, 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 I'm not going to bother this guy. He's probably just, he does, but taking a picture takes like a half a second. It's, it's the least. I'm glad like it's pictures now instead of like having to sign something or something. Cause I used to always like when you watch people ask, like I, I walk by this hotel sometimes where the hockey team stays when they come into town. Sometimes I just happen to be there when the hockey team shows up and there's all these guys with these like books with the different cards and faces of the people so they know who they are. And you just know that, like, they don't know who the person is until they see them get off the bus, which is, like, kind of like, you know, get out of here. Right. You know? And then I've seen so many times them be like, can you sign this? And then this? And then this? And I'm just like, that kind of shit is, like, that's the only annoying thing is, like, when somebody monopolizes, like, there's a lot of times where after a show, like, if, if Brett and I are talking to people, there's, like, like, right after the show, there's, like, a line of people that, like, want to talk to us. And if somebody comes up there and starts being, like, well, just one more thing, just one more thing, you're, like, well, all these, right. I got to talk to these other people, too. Yeah. <laughs> Of course. Because that's like the goal of the live shows, right? Like when we hang out after the live shows, it's so we can talk to people in the audience. Yeah, I know. That comedy shit is so boring. I'd rather just talk to you people. (laughs) 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 Well, I'm glad you guys made it out, and I hope we do get to see you in Chicago. If anything, we'll probably do... well, hopefully we'll figure something out for yeah. you. And now uh, now you can credit yourself as the LSD teens from Street Fight Radio and anything that you do. You are. You're the LSD teens. Can I put that teens. on a resume? Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey. yeah give, I'll give you my number. Yeah, we'll give you the number. You can, <laughs> They can call Brett and be like, yes, they yes. take LSD and they enjoy a good time. Yep. We saw it. <laughs> we witnessed it. Thanks. Yeah, for- well, for sure. Yeah, when, 
But you guys in Chicago will definitely try to, uh, I don't know, get fake IDs before then. Yeah, do that. Go call uh, King Fake or whatever that guy's name is. Yeah, we yeah, King Fake is a good idea, right? Wasn't well, I want to see name? it. Yeah, I do want to see your fake well, if the ID. Most trusted adults we know say so. Then yeah, we got it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a good idea, dude. You're you're never gonna forget it. <laughs> It'll be maybe a good we can show. help you out and get you some because I want to see them. Yeah, I do want to see some fake. I don't IDs. want to buy them for like I don't I don't have anybody else to buy them for. Remember Elizabeth. Oh, Elizabeth didn't needed end up one. getting the fake ID. Right, but she, she took the better path. Yeah, I think so. I right, think so. I mean, going not going through the county for all for a damn cat is if, if it's just to get a cat, you don't. I mean, like if you needed to buy smokes, I'd be like, oh yeah, go ahead and get an ID. Especially if you're an 18 year old that just started now, and boys, they raised it to 21. But boys, I now I don't yeah. I don't want you drinking in there and causing a causing a ruckus. You need to keep it to psychedelics <laughs> like Molly or LSD or mushrooms or something. That you yeah, can... we'll, we'll keep it light for this one. We'll just do mushroom. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I trust you. I love the... I think you guys are the psychedelic teens. The psychedelic boys. Oh! oh. Expanding our horizons. <laughs> well, if you're taking mushrooms, you're the psychedelic teens. And then when you're not teens anymore, you're boys. B-O-Y-Z. Perfect. Oh. <laughs> boys to men. Yeah. That's where I learned that, actually. And in the 90s, when teens adding to a Z stuff was the coolest... Like you just add a Z to I it. love Z still. I'm addicted to them. They just fly in the face of authority. They do. People hate the sound of Z. But you know what? Not me. People don't want to see it. Well, thanks for calling, LSD teens. We loved you. It was, a really, it was really fun to meet you. Yeah, Thank thanks, guys. It was rad to meet you, too. Do you have a Twitter or anything you're trying to push or like a new SoundCloud rap group? Oh, yo, uh, I'm... I'm at Dangerously Rad on Twitter. I've been doing stand-up comedy for four years since I was 15. And if anybody in Chicago wants to book me for shit, uh, I talk about my therapist and doing drugs. That's... And then I'm at Zandon Duncan. Okay, 15-year-old comedian. Maybe we could just... I know. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Give us a... (laughs) Get a hold of us. If you need an opener. (laughs) Yeah, that is a very easy way to get you in. (laughs) Do do a few minutes before the show. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I All mean, right, usually the way we get people in is hand them a piece of equipment. <laughs> well, yeah, usually you just pretend to be press, or I even, a couple people at the hideout last time, I just took him inside and said I would be responsible for him, and they made him draw mm-hmm. X's on their hands, and they had to, like, shake the bartender's hand and all that shit, and, like, so they knew not to serve him. Um, but I'd be more than willing. Yeah, this is going to be a bigger show than then, so please do not blow up my, my inbox <laughs> just <laughs> no. yet. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we can probably work around it if there's not too many of you. Uh, but All thanks right. for calling in. We appreciate it. Yeah, of Thank course. You. Yeah, that is trouble with the teens because they are always like, why can't I go to the show? And it's like, I don't know, man. You're grown. You're grown, right? I mean, I don't care. I want to le- I mean, ages. you're legal, right? It's, we want Besides do- beer. We want to do all ages shows, but it's like some of the venues are not. No, all well, a lot of them are bars venues. too. There, a lot of them are just gross, seedy bars with a PA system. <laughs> Those and are some my... fucking stoner to do the sound. That's why I'm so excited about the tour. I mean, the, the hideout is a different show. Hideout, yeah, that's a good show. Yeah, please buy tickets. Look for the Facebook event. Please buy tickets. We want to sell it out so we can possibly get two shows going. Okay, yeah, I like that idea. Let's buy some tickets. Yeah, they are available. Um, I will get you a link soon. Uh, once we hit the break here, I'm going to bring it up on the compute pute. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I just want to – I like uh, – I love playing Chicago. I love going out there to do shows. And Yeah, uh, it's a great place. Um, it's 
better when it's not fucking frig- freezing cold. Yeah. Really, what that's that's when I love uh, Chicago the most. We've only done freezing cold once. Yeah, I know. I've only been there during the fucking cold. I don't know why, because it's like a legendary winter. But it's you know I'm tough. I do I did dish tank before, so that oh that's tough. That's your that's your that's bona fides my new toughness, now. Yeah. That's my bona fide. Bona, bona fide. Yeah. That's... All right. Let's see who's on the line here next. As I spill a drink all over everything, I'm running two computers tonight. <laughs> if you so say I'm like that... looking at one computer and moving the mouse and being like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> He's going to say, I'm running two computers. Let's do a tally of that. Can you get the number? <laughs> You've already said it like three times. So oh. I'm running two computers right now. I'm over-fucking-whelmed. Like, yeah. I can do dual Hello? monitor. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for calling in. Can you hear us? Holler if you hear me. Are you Hello? there? We're yeah. here. Are you here? Uh-oh. This is weird. It should be working. Yeah, this I, is working. Uh, Are you on? Are you on yes, mute or something? I yeah, yeah I, we definitely didn't change anything. I, I'm running two computers over here, but <laughs> I mean, I have keeping it together, okay? Just um, so you should know. Are you on mute? Or, or, or I guess his phone can't be on mute because it's he's talking. He's coming through, but you. he can't hear us. He's skellying. It makes me want to call in and see if it's working. Now. Yeah, maybe you should do that uh, because I'm curious. Well, let's take the next call. Let's... uh. Let's have Brian call in here. I got a couple of announcements to make. If you are local to Columbus, Ohio, uh, you should know that the, the Columbus IWW is putting a training together, uh, that is happening at the beginning of September. We're actually not going to be in town for this, unfortunately. Um, but the email that I have here says that, uh, Columbus IWW branch is offering a two day organizer training September 8th and 9th. It's open to all workers who can attend both days and want to learn the basics of organizing their workplaces. Suggested $10 donation. Email columbusiww at gmail.com to register and get more information. Let's see if uh, Brian's on the line and hopefully nothing happened here. Hey, Brian, can you, hey. hear, can you hear me? I can, I can hear you. You can definitely hear me. Okay, so it was just that guy's problem. He, that's our first skelly of the night. If you don't know, sometimes folks call in and uh, they've waited so long that their flesh has rotted away and all of their organs have turned to dust and they've become a skeleton. Uh, so let's take our next call here and see if they are a living, breathing person. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Howdy. The Howdy. About to get shri- shit rolled. Hey, what's up, Shipro? How you doing? We haven't been shiprolled in a while. Uh, my head in the check video. your bingo cards. Uh oh, I can't stand up. I got to sit down because of this this new technology we have. I'm not allowed to stand up, or my fat belly will be in the picture. We need to get a fisheye lens um, that you can like do a Beastie Boys type thing and like you know gesticulate well, into yeah, it. Don't you, you tell, tell me to? Uh, <laughs> okay, that looks good. It doesn't make me look enormous. Like fat. I, I, shit, pro, you're on the bingo card, so we gotta, we gotta mark that one down tonight. <laughs> cool, cool. What's going on tonight, shit, pro? How's it going? Uh, it's going well. I'm just doing job searching. Um, you get some new life insurance? Had, 
No, no, I okay. So what happened with that is just I, I ghosted the guy. He's texted me a few times and called me, and I just uh, you know yeah. hopefully I don't see him see him around town. I live in a kind of a small town, so hopefully I don't see him around. Yeah, no reason to feel ashamed <laughs> but, about uh, that. It's not even worth it. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, if you're not gonna, if it's not gonna make you regret that later in life, there's no reason. I I don't have time for shit like that either. I mean, let's let's refresh well, the listeners because some people may not have true, heard the. True. Original True. call. Shitproll works with had a friend. He they're buds, right? They're hanging out. They're like, let's do some buddy stuff. Let's you know, maybe he was his Brett or or whatever for to me. And then the guy calls him and he's like, Hey, I need to do a sales pitch to you just to practice for some life insurance. So he does the sales pitch and then fills out all the paperwork <laughs> and tries to sell him the life insurance. Yeah, he tried to do old switcheroo. He's like, so uh, now it's the part where we get your banking information. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. Shiprol, now you're telling us, you were like, no, I'm I'm just not going to, I'm going to avoid this situation altogether? Yeah, I mean, what, what he, he texted me on like a non-work related thing about like, hey, are you going to go see that uh, concert or whatever? And I, I, you know, I don't know if he was just trying to, you know, he realized like, oh, I fucked up. I'm just not going to bother him anymore about it. Or if he was just trying to, I don't know, have another meeting with me about his life insurance. That's the well, crappy I mean, thing. Yeah, you taught him a lesson. That's the crappy thing about like text now is like. I mean, and it's the same thing with when you could call people on the phone, but like, it's this, it's not really the text that people send. It's the story you build about the text in your mind that makes it, makes the text so confusing. Like, so he sends you a thing and is like, do you want to go to, are you going to go to this concert tonight? And you're like, I'm not going to answer him. But then in your yeah. mind, you're like, is he just doing that to see if I'm mad at him? Or is he doing that for like other reasons? Or maybe he just wanted to know if you're going to a concert. But I agree with your tactic of just being like, you know what? This guy already tried to trick me once. I don't want to end up with like going to a concert with this dude and leaving with some new life insurance or an uh, Roth IRA <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> So what's going on with the uh, oh, yeah. job search? Were you looking for a career change? Well, I mean, I, gra- I graduated college in uh, June, and I was like, I, I want to get a job, you know, being an organizer or a researcher for a union. And, um, you know, I've had a few interviews. I went to kind of a, a screening um for SEIU, which was actually pretty interesting, and maybe I can talk a little bit about that experience of inter- uh, tr- uh, interview to be a organizer for SEIU. Yeah, what what was it like? I mean, what what? How did you get the interview? Did you just send them an email and be like, "I want to be an organizer"? It seems like they probably because just from the calls we get on this show, it seems like unions are like like knee deep in organizer resumes. <laughs> Well, I, I guess um, uh, I found it on the the internet or whatever, and they were advertising a uh, it's a like a paid internship um, program. You know, they train you how to union organize for a year, and you know, I sent my resume, a cover letter, all that stuff, and um, there was a screening, and uh, ended up attending it. And there were like three other people. They were all basically college age kids. Um, you know, educated, just recently graduated. 
And basically, the screening was uh, us doing role plays for cold, uh, cold call house visits of workers were trying to organize. Um, and to be honest, it felt a lot like doing role plays for like being a, sa- a, tr- a door-to-door salesman, where you have to try to figure out a way to let this stranger let you into their house or whatever. Um, and I don't know, it was kind of, it's kind of like, I don't know if I want to do this. Yeah. Well, I um, mean, people do take some convincing though. Um, most people are nervous about it and most people don't have any idea to start. You are offering a service in a way. So, uh, yeah. I can see how that, those skills would be necessary. Um, that's what a lot of the organizing is, is really just convincing people to come do some work. Yeah, so a lot of it was kind of this doing this role play thing where, and I was like, it did. I I ended up not getting hired, but um, and I ended up being like, if I'm going to do this union organizing thing, I I don't want to be, I don't want to learn organizing in that way. So I kind of set my sights on if I'm going to try to get involved in the union or labor movement. I, I think I'm just going to do the salt thing. I'd love Most likely that. with, with unite here. Um, I've already kind of got, uh, a connection or a guy to talk to. So yeah, that sounds great. But I mean, I mean if I had to go back know, to work, if I, if I had to go back to a real job, I think like both, I think Brett and I would both probably be, in that salting thing. Cause like basically our skill set puts us in a spot where we're not going to make that much money anyway, you yeah. know? And like, yeah. why not just, I mean, the jobs aren't out there. You might as well just go salt somewhere. You're going to make, I mean, if you go to a warehouse, you'll at least maybe make like a little more than the minimum wage. And maybe you could get a union going there. If you go work at like the Amazon warehouse. And I, I like, well, that's that's harder. I know that's easier said than done or whatever, but it's just one of those things that's like uh it's worth a shot, you know? You know you just yeah. know that there's like unlimited shitty jobs out there. Yeah, and, and mean, that's what and I, it, I'm sorry. That's I mean, what I think now. You know what I like I think about it like in that time I wish I would have thought in that way where like there's unlimited shitty jobs out here. I might as well just go for it, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, having the time, I mean, this is a time when you can take this risk or go all in uh on it and uh I I it makes sense to me. And I mean, yeah, I mean, it also like here's something I think uh, here's something I think about like organizing straight out of college. I think if you're organizing and like there's a place at colleges to organize, right? Like with the with the cafeteria yeah. employees, with the grad students is always a big thing. But like I do think that if you're just coming out of college and then you want to come in and organize without having like one of the jobs, then It'll be it, it's harder to get the respect of the people that you're trying to organize. Like I know that if I was a cable guy, st- if if when I was a cable guy, if a college kid called me or somebody that just graduated college called me and said we want to unionize your thing, it would almost feel to me like, well, you don't even know what I do. You don't even know what my needs mm-hmm. are. Like you're just listening to what, like you're just gonna take whatever I say and like do it anyway. So it's like if. If you want to organize, I think it, it, I really do think it's a good idea to, to do the, do a job, 
You know, like that's why salting to me is very appealing. Yeah, most likely the the industry I would salt in would be kind of uh, hospitality, and I uh, I've never worked in that industry before, so it uh, uh, would be completely new to me. Yeah, you'll pick it up though. I mean, well, they're mostly they're they're mostly pretty. I mean, I'm not they're not easy jobs. They work their asses off. You know, like housekeeping works their asses off. People at the front desk. I mean, yeah. like Brett and I like will go to these hotels and we stay up all night. You know, we're in and out of the room, like doing all whatever we want to do. We just, we goof off a lot. And like, we've noticed now that like anytime somebody walks near the lobby, they have to get up and like run and stand behind the desk, like really awkwardly. Yeah. <laughs> and act like they weren't just playing on their phone or doing homework. <laughs> they have to pretend like they've been standing there the entire time, like a maitre d' or a butler. Or like the maintenance people at those places are like all day going. Mm-hmm. Like somebody checks in. Their cable's not working. Somebody checks in. The remote control's not working. Somebody checks in and clogs the toilet. So, you know, and like that's not an easy job to run around and you learn a whole bunch of different things. And I, I do think like you're not going to make the amount of money that you would make if you went and did like a tech job or 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 like a job that you would normally do after college. But if you're looking to organize, yeah. I think building up building up your experience in the workforce and with organizing. Like if you're going to go there and organize with people like that's, I think that's where your best chance lies. If you're really trying to start a union somewhere, I really feel like your best chance is in working there and working with the people that you work with to make it happen. Like coming in from the outside to me seems like more of a daunting task. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the reservations I had about the whole SEIU thing, where it's, you know, um, you you kind of are external to the workers you're trying to organize. You know, you're very different from them, maybe in terms of class, background, culture, race, where the very least, if you're a salt, you know, you're just another one of their coworkers. And I... But it's harder, and, you know, it takes a lot of effort, and... And, uh, you know, um, you know, obviously, uh, I really feel like, I really feel like experience is your biggest tool when you're organizing. I don't think anything is more important that there's nothing else in there that's as important as being one of the people that works at the place. Like I just know when I tried to. When I called to try to organize the cable company, like I was pissed off one time and they were like annoying me and I thought I was going to quit or whatever. And I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, I'm going to unionize this place. And I called the union, the, the union guy. I don't know what this guy did for a living or whatever. If he was just like an office worker for the union or whatever, but he's like, go get me a list of people that are interested. And then we'll see what we can do after that. And I'm like, well, like, I'm afraid to do that, you know, (laughs) but, but like, I, I, like if, if I had done that, I think that would have, it could have worked, you know, like that sort of thing could have worked if I had had the guts and the, and like, they were just depending on an idiot to like, yeah, do work that wasn't. Extra but what work. if it was like one of those like Cutco <laughs> knife salesmen that comes to your house and did like a presentation for you on like how you can effectively 
fuck up your workplace. I mean, you would feel ripped off. Look, shit, pro. Nobody knows better than you about how it feels to get ripped off by a salesman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're seedy. Yeah. So you just everybody is every i mean like that probably is the vibe people get too when you come and sit in their house with like a powerpoint on your computer and you sit on their couch across from them and be like look you're taking all the risk here let me tell you some of the benefits you can get in the end of this right because it it, it is i mean like i think even you're you will benefit from working from the start of a union to when you get to the end, I always, I think in the positive and I sure. think there will be a union at the hotel that ship pro works at. Right. And, uh, maybe you can get that salesman guy on your side to sell some of the people <laughs> some life insurance too. It's, it could be something. Yeah. Which is maybe a setup situation between you reciprocal. But, uh, I think that like starting there and then moving up and like seeing it happen gives you an idea of how it works. Like that's how I learned Brett and I learned stand up by just putting ourselves in a situation where we needed to have an hour of material. And, uh, we were just like, I don't know what we're going to do. And then we figured it out over a month and then went on stage and did it the first time. And we figured out what our thing is from just doing it over and over again. And I like really don't think that anybody now like, I think a lot of people get kind of paralyzed by like, how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do this? And I like this idea of like, I'm just going to go work there. My goal is going to be to have a union there. I fully understand that I'm probably going to get fired and harassed. And I mean, there's going to be like heart, like they hire people to harass the employees. A lot of these companies hire lawyers to harass the employees. Sure. But like, once you've gone through that whole process, you're going to feel like you're going to have done it right. And I think you'll feel better. And I think that also makes you more valuable as an organizer in the future to move on to the next thing. I, I love, I admire any salt. If you're a salt and you listen to this show, I, I admire you. I, I just, I think it's such a righteous thing to do. They're the, they're the truth. Yeah. It's such a righteous thing to do because it's so hard. And like, it's such a, it's such an uphill climb. And like, you might not, like a lot of times, like, you know, these people will get a job at a, at a restaurant and not actually pull it off, but they worked and they tried and they maybe even showed the other employees that you can fight for yourself and that you don't have to be afraid to say. Cause right. like at, at a lot of jobs, if you say union, you know, you right. have to be careful about what, what, how you even say union. Like if you were like getting married and you called it a civil union, they would get nervous about it. <laughs> 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 but that, I mean, that word is like scary, you know, and it's scary to the employees too. That's yeah. the other thing. You could figure out new ways to organize, you know, that's another thing. Cause the employees are scared of the word union. They're afraid that the union is just going to come in charge them dues and they're still going to make the same amount of money and all that stuff. And you're going to get to be there and be a part of the process of planning this thing. And you're going to know what those people need, because I think a lot of people have in their mind that a union organizing job is just getting people benefits and getting people. It's like, it's, Oh, we just go in there and we get people benefits and we get them. Um, we just go in there, we get people benefits, we get them more pay. And it's like, no. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to be an insurance agent. <laughs> no, yeah, you're going in there to, like, make their work 
life better. You're going in there to like change the amount of work that they do and change the amount of days off. You want to change scheduling. You like, they don't know that you want to change everything about the way this works. Like all the things that they don't like about it that come from the top that there's nothing they can, they think there's nothing I can do about this. And, and like, I've had this conversation with my wife a few times in the past few weeks. There's somebody at her work that's worked there for like 20 years. And it's just mm-hmm. like, Every time they tell her to do something new, she fights and fights and fights and fights and fights and gets in trouble and pisses off all the people, you know, pisses off the boss. And my wife, in in the end, every time just looks at me and is like, it isn't going to change. It's it's like it's pointless. The people at the top are made a decision and that decision stands and nobody in your immediate purview can change that. And those are like, that is the mindset of people who work now without a union. And like, you have to tell Uh them like, well, no, if the process changes in a way that doesn't make sense for the work, if you have a union, then you have a group of people that can go to the boss and be like, I don't want to do it this way. This way doesn't make any sense. It's stupid, but you can't do that alone. You can't. And, and I don't think people put enough emphasis on. I don't, I don't, I think a lot of times it feels like people don't put enough emphasis on, on the types of improvements you can make on the actual work because they don't do the job. Mm-hmm. So they pretty much feel like, well, you get them benefits, you get them a few days off and you get them, you know, you, you get them more pay, but it's just so much more than that. I mean, stable scheduling. If you told somebody that you were going to fight for stable scheduling, they would freak out. They would love that. People want that mm-hmm. so bad. That is like the main thing that people in the service industry want is just the same schedule every week. That doesn't happen. And that should be something nope. that we should be talking about a lot more. I mean, they don't even want weekends off, though. You know what I mean? Like they, they're like in the hospitality yeah. industry, they're not trying to get weekends off. They uh, know they got to work weekends. They know yeah. they got to work holidays, but they would love to have just a regular ass schedule. You, you know? should check out or maybe play it if we can do pull an audible. But Taco Cat has a song called Weekend, and the entire course course is I hate the weekends because it's all <laughs> about having to work when like everybody else fucking is going out to eat and doing shit. <laughs> it and is. You, you have to be there. Like you have to. To serve their brunch memory, you know, or yes, whatever it is. That is true. It's like people that work. I, and like, look, my sister is in the hospitality industry and she does not mind working on the weekend. She doesn't like get mad about it. It doesn't ruin her life. And she's just kind of like, I don't, I mean, I'll be off Monday and Tuesday. You know what? All my friends work in, in the hospitality industry too. They're off on Tuesday too. <laughs> like that's right. my weekend. That's your friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it seems, but I mean, like it's the holidays. How are you going to deal with the holidays, shit, pro? Uh, I don't really like the holidays anyway. So, oh, you're I mean, you're perfect. <laughs> there was a guy that I knew that used to make donuts. He would come in at like three in the morning and work till like noon or whatever. And he's like, I fucking love this job, man. I hate people so much, and like nobody <laughs> is up. Nobody's fucking up when I'm out here. I don't have to say hi to anybody. I'm like. Right on, man. You just put his headphones back in and just go back into outer space. 
<laughs> people that work holidays are special to me too though because i never did it like i was always so bummed that i was working and everybody was off but like that's not how everybody is really i mean no. i don't want people to have to like i'm firmly against working on thanksgiving and christmas yeah but i do understand that hotels have to have people working there's you can't get out of it you know and they usually I don't know how they do it at all, but most places I work try to make allowances for that. Be like, okay, well, you know, your celebrations at this time, you're going to work these hours and then I'll come in and, you know. So, like, I just, the holidays always buns me out because I want to be off when everybody else is off. I'm a normie in that way. I'm going to be off work when everybody else is off work. I'm not that way anymore, but. Yeah, I believe in sacred days. Do you? I'm just spiritual like that. I mean, how do you do it with a hotel, though? No, I mean, people, nurses got to be there and shit, too. Like, it happens. I mean, but those people know what they're signing up for. I mean, the police sign up for, like, extra hours on those days. Yeah, it shouldn't be anything you do for, like, to get triple time or whatever the fuck those kind of lures are, you know. But, uh, I mean, certainly we don't need most of the shit that's being sold on those days. Well, the CVSs Kohl's, and shit. Like, Kohl's. Kohl's being open on Thanksgiving. Like, we're getting close to that time where we got to yell about places opening on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, I like that now it's places that said they would never open on Thanksgiving. They're like, we would never, we love our families. And it's like, this year we love uh, them less. Yeah. We love our bottom line. It's like our family. <laughs> Kid gets it. Well, we're family. We want to spend the we want to spend the day with our family, our yeah, work, our family. work family. You know, <laughs> when we when we did the hours this year at Walmart, we realized that these people spend more time working than they do with their own families. <laughs> so in a way, we're their real family, and we're going to keep them for the holidays. Yeah, I wish we could talk people out of. We're going to give there. them fucking banquet turkey. It's so impossible to talk people out of Black Friday. That's a, the battle that I think will never win. I mean, most I mean, most people got to do it. The most people that are out yeah. there got to do it. Yeah, because oh, yeah. they're like counting every penny. Yeah. Well, Christmas is the worst. That's why my theory that we should have an income tax return also like right before Christmas, right? Like just a way that we can get like, holiday some booster money. bonus or something. Holiday, well, they I don't think they want to call it holiday booster bonus. <laughs> That's a little low rent for the government would have to call it like the uh, mid year, mid year, end of year. It, well, I think it should happen in September to tell you the truth. Oh, or so you August. can get it taken care of earlier. And kids, school clothes is another oh, big school thing. Clothes. School clothes, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Yeah, there should be a Give holiday us- handout. Yeah. They wouldn't say that. Give us like $3,000. Like right yeah. around, they just send everybody $3,000. Have can... fun at the costume party this year. <laughs> That's the kind of things the Democrats could actually offer. You know, another thing, another. Right. Like, that's all we want, dude. Yeah, they never live up to the name of, like, giving handouts or no, anything. They They're they such cutters it. now. Yeah. They'll toss you an in- they'll toss you a income tax Yeah, cut. they'll give you credit, and then they'll get it on the other side. And then nobody knows that they got the credit. I've been trying to explain that to, like, liberals that are like, well, yeah, but, you know, you give them the tax cuts, and then they end up having the money. And I'm like, nobody knows what that money is that comes home from their taxes. I mean, like, nobody has any idea what any of that money dice was. Roll. Every yeah. year is a dice roll. Like, you're just, like, plugging numbers in the machine. You're like, ooh, I hope I hit it big this year. I hope they know I bought that electric bike and I get a credit. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, probably it, a lot of people... A lot of people think that's just some of my money coming back to me, you know? Yeah. Sure. Well, H&R Block is usually doing most people's taxes anyway, really. They like, that's how 
I did H and R Block because I had rapid rapid refund every year. Oh yeah, like <laughs> I know for a long about. time because I was broke and I needed that seven hundred dollars. Like man. immediately, <laughs> you were going there and paying a hundred dollars to get your taxes done, and then paying like seven percent fee to get it immediately. <laughs> yeah, yep, that was what I wanted. It's just like. Nobody knows what the earned income credit is, you know, no, like when it every com- year is different. Right. And when it comes out on the end, when it's like, oh, it's over, we got the income taxes back. It's just a big pile of money. And none of it is like tied to your different credits or anything. And again, you deserve it. You just feel like you deserve that damn money. That's my money. You know? <laughs> yeah, they took it when I needed it. Yeah, they did. Well, shit, Pearl, I hope you salt. I really do. I hope you're salt like Angelina Jolie. They remember that movie? I, yeah, it was I a do. good movie. I have to go. I'm gonna get that from the library. <laughs> Every, I don't think they have that at the library. Oh, no, they certainly dude. do. They got everything at the they library. Got, we got the best library, dude. And also, like now, they're all connected, so you can get them to send a copy of Salt all the way from like Middleburg, Ohio. They'll they'll connect the library together. I get Switch games. Nintendo Switch games from the library. I love the library. I don't go, but I love it. I mean, I go sometimes. That's I use I, the hell out of it. Plus, yeah, it's a good bike ride. Yeah, yeah. You get just, your like, thighs get burning. Out there, ride a bike, go to the library. You're like a real like. I'm getting that death wish right now from the library as we speak. <laughs> go to a farmer's market, eat some kale. Yeah, living <laughs> it up. Freebie living. I go to the free fountain, take my kid there, and get all wet in there. Ew. For free. Okay. For free, no pool pass needed. No pool pass. I paid for a pool pass. Sprinklers. I paid for a pool pass, and nobody went to the pool this year. That's how it always is. I finally bought. We're gonna live at the pool this year. It's like no, you aren't. It's boring as shit there, and the candy's stale. Yeah, I bought a pool pass early, so it was only one hundred and forty-five dollars for two people. But I didn't get my money back out of that hundred and forty-five. Like they didn't even go that many times. They just never went to the pool. My wife went to the pool twice. You gotta go public pool, motherfucker. It's fifty cents every time by my house. My pool is fifty cents. Like you have to literally go get quarters and put it in a little turnstile (laughs) from eighty-eight. But my my uh my family, my daughter's friends aren't all at that pool. Yeah, that's thirteen, man. It's not the most cutting edge pool. Now that you met, now that I think about it, (laughs) no, it's not the fifty cents. with a shirt on or off oh no you gotta let it you gotta bear it all i take it off but i don't go swim i go swim like maybe i didn't even go swimming once this year but i've gone to water parks and stuff and taken my shirt off yeah um i don't care i I mean i haven't seen too many i haven't seen any outrageous situations happen over that really it's a whole world of fat dads yeah everybody's kind of everybody's really not looking their best and wanting to and embarrassed that they aren't so that's what my wife even the skinniest person that you know thinks they're fat when they take off their shirt yeah that's what my wife was just like dude it's like nobody wants to be like half naked at the water park. No, like nobody's we don't normally, excited. We about never it. do this. Otherwise, nobody's looking at you. Nobody cares. And I was like, okay, okay, I can do this. Yeah, and then you ride water slides. If you do, I mean, you take your shirt off and you get to ride fucking water slides. Well, and I talked to like I was thinking about this the other day. The guy that I grew up next door to me was just this big, fat, hairy dude. <laughs> 
this like big fat hairy hillbilly that was always yelling for his kid and shit all the time. <laughs> and that dude was never wearing a shirt. Yeah. Like never. And I was just like, if he can do it, I can do it. No, my know? homie in DC <laughs> lived in an apartment where he would have the windows up and it would be so hot in his place and he never had a shirt on ever. <laughs> I was like, I wouldn't either, dude. Yeah. Don't even be embarrassed. Yeah. He like if those guys can run around without a shirt on, I can do it. Yeah, Brian's into full nudity if you haven't heard. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm just thinking he, <laughs> he thinks that people don't have to wear clothes. It's that <laughs> capitalistic brainwashing that people are into buying brands and shit. Yep, that's what it is. It's like the yep. big pants is like really killing us. Oh here. yeah. You run right through them. It's 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 a drain on the environment. Yeah, that's true. That's why I don't wear pants anymore. I used to wear jeans all the time. I was ripping through all my jeans, and I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm just going to wear sweatshorts yeah. all day, every day now. Yeah, those things last 15 years. <laughs> they do. Mine are all washed out from the sun. Nice. But it, like, if you look at them, they're like brown now. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. Just the sun, I guess. Yeah. Just, the sun does it. Dang. It's a powerful force, man. I need it's some new the, black shorts. It's like the engine behind everything. Yeah. Let's get them LSD teens on to talk about the sun a little bit. <laughs> Do they let's have the LSD teens be our meteorologists? Okay, for the show, it's like, come on, tell us the national weather, LSD teens. Well, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. All right, have a good night, guys. It's fun, shit, pro. It's good to hear from you. Don't buy any life insurance. Good luck in your endeavors. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Hey, do you want to take a break now, Brett? Yeah. Let's do that, man. Sounds like a good idea. We've done it for a minute here. I'm definitely leaning on some Kratom right now. Yeah. I feel obliterated, uh, but great. So uh, also my new recipe I'm telling you for the, is Kratom tea because you don't swallow any plant matter and you don't get hit with it all at once, which so you don't get like your sea legs. Uh, you can just make it by boiling water. Pour it into like a measure. Pour, uh, you got to weigh your kratom too, which I found because so, you know how much you're getting. Okay. Because the density is way fucking different. Yeah. Like the mangda stuff is so much heavier. So weigh it out, put it in hot water for five minutes, and then strain it through a coffee filter into another glass, throw it in the fridge, and it's good to go. It's okay. iced tea. Okay. And you can also sip slow on it. You don't have to like get a full punch of it. Yeah. And I put a half a lemon and honey and ginger in it. I'll try that. For I'll antioxidants. Try that. I'll try to get there faster health. and take it slow. Yeah. It's like a uh, health supplement. I keep kicking this camera. So uh, thanks for listening to the show so far. We are going to take a break. Uh, we, as we normally do, uh, we need to rest our jaws a little bit because uh, we've been jacking them too much. Ew. What's that? Hey, if you're on the stream, you're gonna get some silence for a few minutes. You can't hear this music. Yeah, we can't put we can't put licensed music. We're gonna. I think I have a solution, which is don't play licensed music. I think if we go to Bandcamp, we can pick up. We could play Taco Cat probably. There's probably lots of cool bands that listen to the show. I know Total Massacre likes the show. The Neckbeard people like the show. The so Neckbeard people. I, I think we should move to that. I know you're 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 nostalgic. You ready? We're going.
goddamn if she find that man she cutting off his balls. And then she asks for the clinic and she gets some static walking through the door. They call her a killer and they call her a sinner and they call her a whore. Ah, oh, that song's good. It is exactly like normal. Yeah. It's for meathead. Meathead water. Now we're done. All right. You ready? Bring that was back. messed up. That was messed up. I f- messed up what it's like. Yeah, we were uh, asking how much time we had left, and Brian went ahead and uh, just cut the cord there. Well, nobody wanted to listen to that whole song anyway. Right? Yeah, I think it was just for the sake of the conversation. But yeah. it was timely. That song really makes me think, though. You know, um, I wouldn't want to walk a mile in your shoes because they have holes in them. But yeah. Well, it's the the I like it. I mean, it, it's a it's a powerful song. It's got good solid uh politics. Okay. You know, like don't be judgy. Yeah, don't be judging like the girl that goes to the abortion clinic, you know? Sure. Mary got pregnant from a kid named Tom who said he was in love. I'm doing this for the people in the uh video. They can't hear the songs. Oh, so I that's have to true. sing them for them when we get back. I'm sure YouTube will scan this and take it down once they hear you sing those riffs. He said, don't worry about a thing, baby doll. I'm the man you've been dreaming of. I'm a good singer, right? Oh, yeah, you're great. They got band, yeah, man. Keep going. Walk a mile in a shoe. Sound just like it. Thank you. Hit us with it. Thank you. But then you really might know what it's like to have to lose. Oh, or choose, right? It's choose. choose. He says choose. Choose, yeah. Pro-choice. Yeah, it's a pro-choice song. Good for you, Everlast. All right. Let's see who's on the phone here next. Uh, thank you for calling us. Tree Fight. Who are we talking to? Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> back to school. The big guy are you in goes school? to school. Really? Like the big Rod- guy like goes Ro- to school. Like Rodney Dangerfield did? Exactly. Like uh, National Lampoon's, I don't know. They they had a school movie or something. <laughs> Van it was, Wilder, it was like up. Van Wilder. Van Wilder goes to school or whatever. Van, big guy is what? the Van Wilder of his school. <laughs> he is a hunk. But instead of having hunk. instead of having lots of sex, I I pass out lots of uh, socialist literature. Okay, but that's I mean the sex um, sex is still better than that big guy. I mean. I know that oh, it's the man. right that the revolution is the right thing to do, and that I'm I'm supposed to be sex negative on this show. But I mean, I still it's a big change for you. 
No, it's not. I'm still sex negative. Let me light this cigar real quick. Oh, sure. We'll wait. Yeah, just take your time, you know? You want me to kick you in the... What is it? Kick you in the back to get you started? Ah, oh, I messed that up. Like, that's such yeah. a classic. That's you guys vamp a- pretty well. You guys vamp pretty well. How have y'all been? I haven't heard from y'all in a long time. I'm also really high, so I'm probably mixing up my tenses here. But we haven't talked. I haven't called in in a yeah, long time. How are, how are y'all? Why aren't you calling in? What's going on, big guy? Sorry, I've had a bit of a schedule change, and I've been having to, like, reorganize my life. And, you <laughs> okay. Know. Yeah, that's a big schedule change been, for sure. There, there, I, I switched jobs, and then there was a period of time where I was traveling a bunch, uh, not, like, abroad or Hello, anything. Travel was, boy. Where are you going? I was driving to various podunk towns throughout Texas. Oh, so you were just traveling around Texas. I get it, though, man. I call it traveling when I go to Cleveland a lot of times. I'll be like, mm, I'm going to travel up to Cleveland tonight and <laughs> check yeah, out some wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, That's, Texas yeah. is like its own country anyway. I'm kind of around Fort Worth. If I go to Burleson, that's kind of like a whole trip. Yeah, I mean, you can drive a long <sighs> distance. Brett was going to Podunk Towns in Texas. How how is that your job now, going to Podunk Towns? No, that's my uh, that's my social life though. Um, I don't. I haven't called in since the uh, the the street fight meetup a few weeks ago. There was a meetup. Yeah, in Texas. there was a meetup of some street fight. Yeah, that's yeah. how that's when we first found out about Big Guy Energy. What? Yeah, yeah. There was a big DSA private uh, event at uh, in Dallas. Yeah, it was upscale. How do I and get in? a bunch in? of uh, street fighters showed up. You think we would be able to get in there? Like, I need. Oh to be, yeah. I oh, never yeah. get invited to I, private events. <laughs> I am like, uh, you know, awkwardly relevant Twitter personality, and of course, I was welcomed with open arms there. So, guys who actually have a podcast that has like a reputation, you know, an actual media platform, they'd recognize you. Well, you got, you can always, you're, you're one of the only people that you, that call, you're like one of the only, you and Elizabeth are our two regular callers. We haven't heard from Elizabeth this week. Are you the same person? Shit pro too. Yeah. Shit pro calls in too. Are you the same? Like Elizabeth, we didn't get to hear about the cat at all this week, how the cat's faring, but we get the big guy. Um, so how is work going? I don't, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how the cat's doing. Um, I am not actually Elizabeth. Just <laughs> clear up some street fight cannon here. But you don't know how Elizabeth's uh, yeah, cat's uh, doing. Um. Yeah. So I, I guess I guess I could talk about this. I mean, work work has been good. You know, I, I'm doing really good in my new position, and I'm about to get like a promotion, and Ooh. it's all good. It's hello, all good. Hello, hello, promotion guy over here. You were just calling in a few. The last time we talked to you, I believe you thought you might get fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that was a few times. Yeah, that was a little while ago, and uh, thank God I passed it. Or, or if I didn't pass it, thank God they don't care. So, a lot of places don't care about weed anymore, and that's kind of that's a thankful thing. Or they were just like, we love the big guy, you know, we love that big guy energy. We want that in here, and uh, we'll do yeah. anything to keep them on. I can't believe you're getting promoted now, though. You they they had to take a drug test, and then they promoted you when you passed it. What did you yeah, do to pass the test? Guy, 
What'd you do to pass the drug test? Nothing. Nothing. Pure luck. Okay. Really? Just gambled it? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't get any notice. I had no notice. It was a random drug test. Like all of a sudden. You or, got- well, it happened because I got injured, and so they just said, "Okay, we're gonna, we're drug testing you on the spot." They, you probably have powerful pee that eats away all the drugs. That's probably medically is what that is. Yeah, when all that. Pee- um, no, sorry, I was going to be very crass. <laughs> oh no, go for it. No, I'm done. You're going to have some. Pee- okay. Your powerful piss just kills the drugs. That's the kind of thing. I, that's a superpower, big guy. I do have. I do have a drug test passing uh, advice. And story for you guys, if, if you care. We do. Um, I know there was some contention about the Street Fighters not knowing how to pass a drug test. And uh, I've got the scoop, boys. My younger brother wants a job, but, um, you know, smokes chatter on, like, a daily basis. <laughs> sure. And so some, yeah, that's... there's not, like, a good chance that he's going to pass a drug test. But uh, he gets recommended to this one place, and... Um, you know, they schedule a drug test for him, and he's got about, a, like, three days' notice before the drug test. And so uh, he gets uh, some of the instant cleanse stuff that you get at the smoke shops. Right. It'll say, like, 60 to 90 minutes or whatever. That works. Yeah. That stuff, it destroys your body, but if you keep that on you and you get uh, a drug test notice, if you can give yourself 60 minutes, you're good. 60 minutes and you need a lot of water. But yeah. If you can buy yourself 60 minutes and a gallon of water, you'll be good. Yeah, and that's what I read in that uh, that Vice article, actually, is they said that really it just comes down to following the directions exactly. You can't just, like, take it and wait around. There, You have a limited window of time and you got to do it, you know, exactly how it says. But you can pull it off. Yeah, but you can buy drug tests now, too. So you can just... That's true. You can get them pretty cheap. Keep testing you just test yourself. yourself. We should do that on Twitch. We should just keep drug testing ourselves until it goes away. We should try to pass a drug test on Twitch. (laughs) Please don't, please don't pee on live internet streaming. Oh no, that's for Patreon. People will pay for pee. Okay. There's, there's a whole money in pee. There's big money in two guys peeing. Sex, sex work is work. And not, you know what? I'm not going to be sex negative. You know, go for it, guys. Thank you. I was Thank just you trying to be considerate of your, I was trying to be considerate of your hobbies. Well, Thank it's you. the same thing. Look, okay, there's a lot of, like, uh, wrestling on YouTube, right? Like, old wrestling that's shared by, like, bears right. and stuff who dig watching the wrestling. That's what our thing would be. It would be like, we didn't set out there to do porno, but people see it, and they're like, oh, these are two guys peeing. I love yeah, this. Yeah, it's a good Stirring w- it and playing with it. New market. <laughs> <laughs> these guys are in there stirring it and swishing it around and playing with it and everything it in a bucket (laughs) asmr stuff one of our only pictures that we took for like promotion has a bottle of piss on the uh on the table like there's a picture where him and i are sitting at a table and i'm throwing a brick and there's a bottle on it and every once in a while somebody will like circle and be like is that pee and i'm like yep that's a pee pee bottle (laughs) we found a bottle of pee on the side of the (laughs) road yeah we went we found this abandoned it was basically a patio furniture set that was on the back of a strip mall i don't know if it was like that's where people took their smoke breaks or if it was actually used but it had like been burnt out by the sun and completely rusted through it looked like it was on cormac mccarthy's road 
it was just complete de- completely devastated. And there was a handy bottle of piss sitting right there when we went to go take a picture of it. <laughs> Brian saw it and was like, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's the header on the Street Fight store, actually. And people are like, hey, uh, hey, did you touch it? Chicken. And I'm like, yeah, I touched it. It's the bottle. It's not the pee. I didn't like ru- put my finger in the pee or anything like that. I picked up yeah, a bottle. Yeah, I touched it. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to be into until I try it. So <laughs> yeah, to give it a give it a. I mean, I'm not grossed out by things. Are you grossed out by things, big guy? Mm, not usually. I can usually hold my stomach. Do you like wash your hands after you go to the bathroom and eat pizza? Like, would you ever go well, to the can, bathroom and not wash your hands and then eat pizza with your hands? Well, look, whenever you whenever you touch, like, parts of your body that release disgusting waste, I recommend you wash your hands, though. See, I don't do maybe that. Maybe that's just because, maybe that's just because I work in, like, I guess kind of a clean environment, and I've become acutely aware of, like, how messy, th- like, how messy things are, mm-hmm. and how, like, contamination works, yeah. but, like... I guess I work in sort of like a clean room environment. I was, I don't uh, know if I've said that or not. I was a uh, roofer for a period of time. And like when you eat your peanut butter and jelly sandwich or bologna sandwich on the roof, you get like roofing gunk on the bread. You can like see the gunk on oh, the yeah, white bread. Yeah, roofing gunk. And roofing gunk's one thing though. <laughs> I'd rather eat poo-poo. I'd rather poo-poo eat flakes. Poo-poo flakes are not good. You can't no. even taste those, though. You can't even taste those. No, those are just can't. little germs. No poo-poo I, germs. I, you're freaking I, out here. I don't care that I can't taste them. I don't want to eat poo-poo germs. I do. I don't care if you can't taste it. I've always said that. Oh, something's jamming. Someone's calling me. I've always done that with like. Uh, I've always done that with like the uh, the. Um, like I've never cared like when I go out to fast food and it's like what if they what if they do something gross to the food and I'm like as long as they don't tell me they did it I don't really care. Like that's I don't whatever as long as I don't know it's there. Like if I eat a cheeseburger and you're like I put a booger on that earlier today I'd be like all right well I ate a booger. I, I used guess. to love doing that. I would like just when my friends were making a hamburger I would run up and like put a burger on there and then they would just drop the cheese on and we would just watch it melt and like seal it in. Oh my god! I thought you were totally going somewhere else with that too. No. I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say something like, "Oh, I used to. I used to just trick people and be like, oh, I put a booger on your food.' No, you actually put boogers. Yeah, on I, I food. actually did. If someone made us mad enough, <laughs> we would do. We would do a little bit of, or like people would tell Some us. People that, deserve it. That would say it was mostly like servers would be like, "This guy's such a fucking asshole," and they would tell us something crazy he did, and that would be like we'd be like, "Yeah, fuck this guy," and then we would just egg each other on. It was a terrible idea. We would to have us together, but we would egg each other on and do stuff like that. Let's put a burger on that burger. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I double loved, burger coming up. <laughs> I'm a big fan of people who call my aunt calls boogers burgers. She'd be like, "You got burgers coming out." <laughs> yeah, my my aunt calls burgers boogers. So that's, that's the uh, spectrum there. No, we're talking about a big meaty burger. Yeah, like a no, hamburger. A cheeseburger. <laughs> nah, a cheeseburger. A hamburger. <laughs> This is disgusting. The yeah, we really, yeah, we really took it down the tubes. We're trying this new vegan black bean booger. Oh yeah, (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put a booger in Brett's food when he eats oh, it. I'm don't. gonna tell him. He no, did. I'm not on here saying that I want that to happen. <laughs> I'm really nice to waitresses so they don't go tell the chef to put a burger on my burger. That's how I exactly. Am too. That's what I'm saying. I don't want boogers in my food, so that's why I'm like really nice to people whenever I go out. Is because I don't want boogers in my food. It's the decent you know? thing to do, man. I used to like when I worked at McDonald's. I like never forget this, but I was like. Like, so busy, and I was doing buns, and, like, doing buns is just you stand next to this machine, and you put nine buns on a thing, and then you close it, and then you open it back up, and you put the buns somewhere else. I don't remember where else you put them. Handed down the line. like, a thing. You put them in a thing. And I was doing that all day, and I, like, dropped one, and I was just, like, on the floor, and I was just like, you know what? This hasn't even barely touched nothing. Yeah, I just put it back on the thing. Brush it off. I just always figure, you know... Like, McDonald's doesn't get, like, a lot of these places don't get health inspected as often anyway, do they? Like, the bigger corporations, it doesn't feel like they probably get harassed the same amount as the other guys. I don't know. I have no conspiracy theories about that. I have a lot of conspiracy theories about uh, health inspections. I'm actually, like, again, I would sign up for a society where we didn't do (laughs) Right. You know, you don't think they should be required. (laughs) It's like the smoking ban. I was always against the smoking ban in a very libertarian way. Sure. It's like that's how I'm against it. Is I'm like, if you want to own a business. Right. Some people should know that if you go to a bar that smokes, that's what you're going to be smelling. Yeah. I think- Look, I'm mad. I honestly get mad whenever I go to a bar and I can't smoke. Yeah. Like, bars are sacred places, and I can smoke cigarettes there. But most bars in Texas don't follow that rule, which really fucking sucks. I can't even lie. Having to leave a bar to go smoke, fucking, especially dive bars. Like I was at a, I was at a pool bar or a pool hall the other night, and like we had to go outside to smoke, and it was like so fucking grungy and gross in there. But they wouldn't let you smoke inside, and it was like, what the fuck? Just let us smoke in this abandoned, you know, storage closet that you put some pool tables in and yeah, but you don't want to you want to be able, you want to be able to go out with friends and not have to have it be like split amongst you know two different sides the stinky smelly room and the breathable air room. Well, look if you don't want if you don't if you want to go out and drink without smelling cigarette smoke, go to Bimber Jacks. Uh, don't go to fucking Puckett's. Okay, okay? I want to fucking smoke. I want to I want to smoke while. Some ninety-eight-year-old guy buys me an eight-dollar tequila shot. Like that's, okay. that's my life. Can you smoke? That's my at, life. Can you smoke at Twin Peaks? It's, it's <laughs> I don't know. That's no, actually... I'm very anti-corporate. Very <laughs> anti-corporate. But you don't eat at restaurants, big guy. We're getting a uh, Twin big guy, Peaks. The big guy has never actually been to a restaurant and/or breast. Uh, Breast establishment. Oh, really? Uh, for no other reason than yeah, for no other reason than the big guy is just out of the loop. Yeah, um, I almost went with some coworkers one time, but I think we waited to plan it a little too last notice, and so nobody went. But no, I'm open to people taking me out to to places where you sex work is restaurants out and happening. Restaurants aren't sex work, actually. Restaurants are just they serve you a cheeseburger yeah. and sit at your table and yeah. talk to you. It would be better if they were if there were guidelines and they could actually make decisions about what goes on, because a lot of it is a gray area with some real fucking disgusting dudes that do think it's a strip club. 
Yeah, yeah, weirdos go yeah, to those places. That's that the thing true. about that's the that thing about like the restaurant is that like they also want you to feel like you can bring your kids here. Like Hooters right. has a kids menu, and it's like such a weird like set of things, you know, at, at like this place where it's like it's all sex, everything is sex, and then they're like you can also get like a grilled cheese for the kids. <laughs> yeah, kids, know? we have chicken fingers for the kids too. <laughs> You come here, yeah. it'll be filled with creepy people and also families. I've seen, I know people go on date, went on dates there. That's a bad date. Oh, it God. is a bad date. Um, worst, worst date I've ever been on, worst date I've ever been on was at a, uh, at a, on the border. If anybody knows what those are. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. On the border. And I paid with a, I paid with a gift card. Um, oh, no. Actually went, actually was a good date. Uh, But other than that, gift card paying with a gift card on a date is a, not a smooth move. I don't think, but I would like do that it. was the first, like the the worst thirty minutes of the date were the fact that like, or the part where she knew I was paying with a gift card and then I paid with a gift card. You know, after that, <laughs> I mean, come on, it better, fuck but. off. If you can't if you can't deal with me paying with a gift card, we don't need to be together anyways. <laughs> Brett, you the- don't know me. You don't get to, you don't get none of this. <laughs> Because I got this gift card for free well, for on my cell phone, playing around in the middle of the night, and now I'm treating you to dinner with it. So you should appreciate it. That is true. Pull out the piece of paper. I, I should have held, held myself to better standards. I should have. I should have had better standards back when I was in high school. But oh god, yeah, um, forget that doesn't even count. You're allowed to use those in high school. Just don't do it now. Don't don't. I mean, I've I, my wife one time was like, we got a fifty dollar gift card to Cheesecake Factory. And I'd never oh, eaten there. Oh, hell yeah. I, I hated it. I was so miserable in there. That was at my, like, height of my snobbiness. It was when I was, like, working at the cable company, but I wanted everybody to know that I was, like, a real artsy fella, like an interesting guy who, you know, I was at the height of, like, my snob phase. Yeah. And I was like, I do not yeah, like. Yeah, you wanted, you wanted to be a renaissance, you wanted to be a renaissance cable guy. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted people to be like, he's not just a blue-collar cable guy. He's a smart man who likes the Oscars and shit. <laughs> but, like, I, I, but I ended up going. I ended up going going there, and I was like, this place. And it's still th- these places still bother me. Is those huge. It felt like a warehouse. It yeah. was so big. And I just, like, I don't want to Fucking eat. loud. I mean, you can scream in there and nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. And I just don't want to eat at a place that's serving that many people, I guess. That's, like, that, I'm a snob, okay? I like to eat at, like, a place that's serving, like, 60 to 100 people and charging them a decent amount, you know? <laughs> yeah, they Welcome are rushing Welcome to the old it. adage, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. You know, I appreciate... I appreciate the Cheesecake Factory for what it is as like the pinnacle of corporate white culture and just like the myth that is white culture and what that has like become. Cheesecake Factory is white. Cheesecake Factory is. I don't know. Remember that football player? I, that's a black dude football player that spent like $8,000 at the Cheesecake Factory. I got to get that story, but I don't think it's just white, but it is white food because it's just yeah, a it's, bunch of the blandest versions well, no, of no, other no, no, no. It's not necessarily, foods. it's not necessarily only appreciated by white people. Uh, the point, I was just trying to make the point that like, it's just what 
white nationalists yeah. say whenever they say they want white culture. <laughs> yeah, this is Western <laughs> chauvinism in action. This is what this is what the Nazis. This is the feature the Nazis want. They want just all cheesecake factories. They want crispy tacos. They want uh, lasagna, and they want to be able to get mm-hmm. beer battered fish all at the same place. Yeah, yeah, because tacos tacos are are, are Spanish, and so they're still white. Um, well, well, the yeah. way they, they also, make them, or I mean, yeah, they do the yeah, like the hard corn shell. Yeah, well, they do the cheeseburger. They just throw some cheese. They throw some hamburger in a thing, and they pour the old El Paso on it, and you got yourself some tacos. Exactly. That's yeah. I would still yeah, eat that now. Though. A, I make a pretty good chingadero. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like uh, my uh, my mother makes this this absolutely wonderful <laughs> actually uh, chicken casserole. But she calls it Mexican casserole because it has cheese and tomatoes in it. Oh, <laughs> it I has mean... cheese and tomatoes in it. <laughs> it's it's like we could try a little harder. Yeah, I mean we do. I mean my parents like had a bunch of dishes though that they just had to name themselves too. Like they used to mix. Uh, my parents would take uh, box macaroni and cheese and they would make it according to the recipe, and then they would pour a can of tomato soup in it and then put some cheeseburger in it. We're like, "What's this called?" And they'd be like, "Hooch." This is just hooch. We eat this hooch. Hooch. We're having hooch for dinner tonight. <laughs> I thought that. I thought that was. Uh... What what is that? What's that called? Disgusting. Uh, it's, it wasn't good. Chili I mean, Mac or something? It wasn't Chili Mac. But, well, that's a story. Here's a story. My my so my wife hung out with this girl growing up who her fa- her family had white nationalists in it, right? Like they uh-huh. had like not oh, God. the dad had like I actually went to a birthday party once with the kid and this guy shows up and he's got like a swastika and SS tattooed all over him, you know? And, uh, but this, this girl grew up like, you know, in a white nationalist, that was like her world. Right. And she throws this birthday party for her kid. And my wife decides I'm going to go to this birthday party. She goes to the birthday party. They're like, we're serving chili and we're watching the football game. And she got over there and they took Campbell's tomato soup. And then they poured beans, a can of beans and a can of, and put some ground beef in it and just stirred it up. And that was the chili. They were, they were all just sitting around just jamming on that chili. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Dipping saltines in it. Probably breaking up a whole bunch of saltines on top. Yeah, that's white nationalism for you, baby. <laughs> we invented food without fucking flavors, goddammit. <laughs> wolf brand chili. <laughs> Can I issue a chili correction? Can I issue a chili correction that has bugged me for a long time? Sure, sure. I made a comment on this show about chili. I made a comment on the show about chili, and uh, it was it was erroneous. I said that cowboys ate chili without meat. And I meant to say that cowboys ate chili without beans in it. Yeah, I, cowboys didn't put beans in their chili. That makes sense. That's what cowboys do. I'm a cowboy in that way. I mean, I put beans in it now because I'm a fancy boy. I'm like, oh, I gotta have some beans. Yeah, in I'm only beans. I'm but a cowpoke or whatever. It's not rustic cowboy chili. It's not cowboy chili unless you put like. Uh, yeah, well, who would want to eat just that? Meat. Who would want to eat chili. that shit anyways? They had to, They had probably the worst food imaginable. They didn't have the spices. They had the right spices to make a good chili. I John. Wayne ate 
Campbell's soup with ground beef in it and well, call it chili. Well, back then, dude, back then Campbell's soup was like, shit, we got some Campbell's yeah, soup. Yeah, that was. <laughs> there were, you can get that much sodium content and anything else at the time. Well, everything was so much like, imagine you spend like the whole first part of your life, like, cooking everything from scratch and then all of a sudden you're like i can go to the grocery store and just buy the stuff already done and just dump it in a thing that's a whole generation of people were so thrilled that they cut down their cooking time that they ate crap and we're just now starting to crawl out of that i think oh you're absolutely right because it feels like I, i i ate crap growing up like i don't Man, it was all like you said off the back of the box. Yeah, it was always like let's pour a couple boxes together. Let's pour. I mean, like, and it's cool. Like my parents didn't like cooking. Like, what are you gonna do if you don't like cooking? Yeah, you know. I mean, I I had to learn to like it, and then now we eat well in my house. But like, if you don't like cooking and you just gotta make sure a bunch of people survive, hamburger helper, tuna helper is like that's a godsend. I'm gonna, you know? I'm gonna, oh, yeah. I'm gonna say oh, yeah. though, that's I'm gonna, a meal. You can't choose not to cook. It's required for everybody because you got to be able to take care of yourself and make your own goddamn food and help out when you're with friends or family. Housework is work. Exactly. Housework is work. You can't get out of cooking. Well, they just didn't like doing it, so they did it in the easiest way possible. Sure, okay, right, right. That's like sabotaging it, though, so nobody ever asked you to do it again. (laughs) I mean, I think the first, like... probably three years i was out on my own three to four years i was out on my own i ate the same food all week and it was like all the things i could cook so it was basically i would have grilled cheese one night and then the next night i would have uh i would go buy this was my big dinner i would buy pork chops or uh chicken and i would buy shake and bake and i would just (laughs) bake it like shake it up in that little bag and then bake it up and it was like boom this is what i got and then spaghetti with meat sauce there's only three three meal and tons of garlic bread there's only three meals i ate for the first three years of my like adult life i'm for sure and fast food right probably for the first 10 years i mean i'm really underselling how badly i ate for i mean i mostly ate fast food because i loved like, it was just like, man, yeah. when I was growing up, if my parents let us get Burger King, we were just super excited about it, you know? And, like, so when I moved out, I just burned myself out on all the Burger King, McDonald's, Arby's, Wendy's, Taco Bell. Yeah, you wrote about it extensively in Street Fight Zine number 10, if you're interested in reading more, the food zine. Yeah. Taco Bell is fine dining. Taco Bell is fine Not dining, really. I have to say that. It's well, embarrassing. Yeah, it is. In, it's like in the lowest they, quality stuff, and then you just put every you just pick your favorite sauce. It's the same <laughs> slop, no, exactly, and then the, just tastes the, like the, the sauce. Flavor combinations that they are coming up with are truly revolutionary. No, you know uh, what it in is the culinary sense in the tr- in the culinary sense, and they are adding uh, much needed. They're adding much needed diversity to a dying. <laughs> white food culture they make one pepper sauce and then they just cut it with water and call it mild <laughs> yeah yeah that's what wow. i like i just had some i just Why, had were you getting a little sauce in a little plastic bag like what are you doing with that no just eat what's on the in the fucking box there's like no you Ew, don't God. Sauce no, on it. it's I don't, so dry without sauce i don't want to look at that food without some sauce on it man i don't like seeing what i'm eating stuff that is just dripping with nacho cheese and you don't put sauce on it because it's got so much nacho cheese on it why would you put sauce you can taste the on plastic. a nacho burrito i don't get that i get a cholito they still sell those in ohio and that's what i get every time like i know people a cholito yeah chili cheese burrito 
It's chili and a cheese chili and a burrito shell. It's like uh, basically like Campbell's soup mixed with ground beef <laughs> with uh, cheese on it. It's pretty much a Coney dog without the dog and a burrito. Yeah. It's the chili with cheese. Oh, my God. It's good. It's, yeah. It's, uh, you don't want to see what's inside. Like, you don't want <laughs> yeah, to see don't the open. filling. Don't. But you have to look to get the sauce in there. <laughs> no, I dip in the oh, sauce. Oh, you did. I put the sauce down. I just dip it in there and eat the top. I, I, I ain't looking at that thing, dude. If you aren't watching this, Brian does it with a closed fist. <laughs> he just holds it like a cup and then just smashes it into the it's sauce. It's like, a, yeah, like I'm putting a cigarette out motion <laughs> into the sauce. <laughs> That's how I get the sauce on it. What's that weird, man? That's how you get. That's a perfectly valid way to get the sauce on the food without having to look at the gray meat on the you inside. No, you really, yeah, you're all about the sauce. <laughs> I'm a sauce boy. I had, I had uh, earlier tonight. I had tostadas, which was uh, it was a nice pita with some uh, sweet potato and some beans on it and some jalapenos, and then just dump that fire that hot sauce on top. of Taco it. Bell hot sauce. Taco Bell hot sauce. I had two of those, and it was a delicious dinner. It's a delicious, simple dinner <laughs> that that I eat often because it has protein. And you're stuff almost a white good. supremacist. I am with not. With your your food choices here. Yeah, did you hear how many peppers I put on there? I was eating sweet potatoes, dude. Okay, okay, I'm you're sweet right. Sweet potatoes. Okay, okay, I apologize. Wasn't even any you're meat. really leaning in. You're really leaning into the like paleo kind of neo fascist kind of. That's who I am. Right there. I mean that is true. That's that's who I am. I'm like that's like, all like, those guys are paleo too, aren't they? Like, well, every, yeah, they really like they really hate vegetarians. Like a prim fascist or something. Like somebody who believes in like controlled media and like spears. I do. I mean, I do. Con- I believe that we should control the media. The street fight. Yeah, right, but they think that they they think that the racist people should control the media. Well, we agree well, in that way. We're but. against that, you know. We're we we're not into yeah. racist people controlling the media. We're against it. I thought you said righteous yeah. people. <laughs> no, he said racist. You were like, we agree with that. No, I, mean, I thought he said righteous. Channel, just so you right? know, I thought he said righteous. Let the racists. Let's hear them. Let's hear what they got to say. Let's see if they got some racism to say. See if they oh. can make racism oh, entertaining. They got, no, they do. We should we should have been we should have paid attention and it was like, ah man, when they said they were racist, we should have believed them. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're yeah. going to we're about to spend another year talking about why voting for Trump isn't racist. So <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's their whole oh, that's, god, the, that's the, the cross great... that the republicans have decided they would bear is that now they have to always say they're not racist but it's like it's so clear you're racist like i mean don't you just yeah you're, you're not even the... trying anymore you're yeah. not yeah like we've you... caught you all you are you do it all the time doesn't it feel like every everybody's telling you that you are doesn't it feel like every day now a new Republican that is an internet racist is running for like Senate or something like that? Like every day there's a story like, did you hear about this guy running for Senate in Virginia? And he's like in blackface with well, a swastika behind him. So what, the, the, the far right has just as much activism as the far left does. And so for every like Ocasio Cortez we run or every, uh, you know, Bernie Sanders that we have, they're going to have, they're going to have their own. 
Yeah, so, Thursdays you know, tend to be, be ready for that. You know, the hope is like it's so much easier to like smear somebody that has a uh, swastik, like pictures of themselves next to swastik, as than it is. I mean, it's not even really smearing. You're just like this guy's a Nazi, and people won't like him. The problem is they're probably like with Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. It seems like they're already pretty negative on her. Like the media has been, she like held this thing, Brett, for. Uh, for like it was basically like a place where immigrants and stuff could talk freely which you don't want the press there and you don't want you know you just you want the community to be able to talk without right. somebody like not everything has to be and recorded and writing it down and the press like so many different people wrote these columns about how like she's hiding from the press she she's doing this not in front like cuz they're so self-important and they just can't imagine that somebody doesn't want them at their thing right. you know like right. i want you here yeah if somebody stands up and says that they're undocumented you're going to report on this person that's undocumented and then ice is going to spend time going through all of the sheet all the literature and stuff and finding out who that person is and going to find them and you know that's going to happen they're doing that now you know they're actively chasing people down so if you want to address the issues in your community sometimes the press can't be there like they don't need to be there for you to address issues within your community yeah they wouldn't let us in some of those courtrooms we have to look at those stupid drawings that's silly that's so silly i wish i could have got i don't get that yeah i just want to I don't know. I like the drawings. We can keep the drawings, but like, let them have a fucking camera That's in there. That's true. So reenactments. Know how good the drawings the reenactments are. are good too. Yeah, it gives the artist a job. Yeah, when they just have some like two actors read off the transcript of the trial. I like that too. I like any acting, like an acting job. You can just dramatize something for. I miss that stuff. Do you remember, like, before there were cameras everywhere on every crime, they would have those yeah, TV shows would... where the whole show was just dramatizing all the crimes. Rescue nine one one. Yeah, I love that show. I love those things. It was one of my favorite shows. They always tear me up whenever like a dog got caught in something, and they'd like show this like dog's leg stuck in a storm drain or something, and like water rolling down the hill, and I'm just like going nuts on the ground in my pajamas, staying up too late. Save that dog, yeah. William Shatner. <laughs> he was the rescue nine one one. He was right? Robert Stack is unsolved mysteries. Unsolved mysteries, and who is America's most wanted? He's the wild John. One. He goes for it though. He he's like a dude. He will yell. Some he, John. He's on a like a righteous mission. That guy, man. I'll look him up. Well, but, thank thanks for calling in, big guy. We appreciate it. We got to get this thing yeah. done. Yeah, get 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 some calls in. Get, get it done. done. We'll have a good have a good rest of the show. Thank you. Um, we appreciate the call. I love you, boys. John Walsh is his name. John, John Walsh. Walsh. He's he's on a mission. They killed his kid. Yeah. And now he's just like I'm. Just I'm gonna ruin every criminal. I'm yeah. here. I'm out here being John he's Walsh. On a mission. Uh, let's see who's on the line here next. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Howdy. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Hi, this is Ted from uh, San Francisco. What's up, Ted? How are you doing tonight? Good, good, doing well. Uh, I was the skeleton, I think. Oh, uh, earlier, welcome back to life. Through. What happened? What happened? Yeah. What happened? We need to make, let's I, troubleshoot this I thing guess, so uh, future callers don't make the same mistake. Yeah, I. Uh, what did happen? I answered the phone and just weren't. I can hear you guys. I thought maybe you could hear me. I guess not. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's the exact same shit, like the beep happened this time, and I can't hear you, so I, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Well, that's the way it falls sometimes. You had to call in after the big guy. Maybe the big guy had to be on before your spirit could be free. <laughs> right, right. Um, What's yeah, going on tonight, so, Ted? Not much. First time caller. Uh, I've listened to the show now for about a year, and uh, it's kind of trippy actually talking to you guys. But uh, also, I like totally respect the production you guys put in more now. Listening to it through the phone, it sounds like shit. Okay. So, oh, props no. to you guys. Wow. Um, you know, I'm, yep. I just listened to us through the phone uh, just a minute ago, like when I had to call in and Brett's voice sounded funny as hell. <laughs> it just, yeah, it just sounds different that. on the other side of this thing. Like I get to hear yeah. his normal voice across from me, but I was like, what's going on, man? This isn't Brett. This is some high voiced Brett. This is Alvin Brett right, from the Chipmunks. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was calling tonight with a, uh, a work story. Cool. Um, I was a cashier at this spot in New York City for a bit um, called Black Seed Bagels. And it is a place that does a Montreal-style bagel. Okay. Which means uh, you ha- add honey water into the batter. And that means you get to charge about $7 extra for, uh, for about any type of bagel. So... They had one that I think was about 17 bucks. A bagel? And that was, um, yeah. And that was like the horse rat, horse, sorry, horse radish, uh, cream cheese? Or Ooh. no, no, horse radish locks. Um, that does sound good. So, you know, you, you rub some, you rub some horse radish on a, a piece of fish and voila, that's, uh, a $17, yeah, $17 bagel. $17 bagel right there. Well, that, yeah, that's, yeah. That is bonkers. Um, there's nothing that I can... I've never seen anything like that in my life. My wife had a $12, basically, that plate really? the other night at a, at a upscale... Like, oh, you're right. You're we right. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, I bought, like, I, I went for the, the rainbow bagel when I was there with, like, the full-blown sprinkle unicorn cream cheese. And I think it was, like, a... Six or seven dollar bagel, unicorn cream cheese. It was like eating a piece of cake for bread. It was just basically uh, cake, birthday cake. Mm, yeah, like now that. you're back in birthday yeah, cake for in. breakfast. Got it. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So I think there are a few of them in the city, and uh, it was about three or four years ago, and it it was a garbage job. I the uh, let's see. So there's. It was kind of like two, two stories. I worked there for like three months and somehow all this shit just happened. And, uh, I felt, you know, I felt like a garbage person actually working there. But now I look back and it's like, you know, like definitely a little funnier than some other spots, but, uh, still absolute shit. So first story is, uh, I was about, how old was I? Maybe 21 when I was working here. Or sorry, I uh, working there, and um, and I was I was the uh, the cashier, and I was the only white dude that worked there. So uh, sometimes felt like 
you know, that had something to do with it. The nice, amical, Caucasian smile for the clientele. Um, and there was a crowd of maybe, uh, on a weekend, 50 people. Just, there would never be a moment of peace. Bam, bam, bam. Uh, all I'm doing is on the iPad, getting down orders, and then sending it to the kitchen. Uh, and I want to say maybe like my sixth shift, um, I, I get this old woman and she just was, ah, she wasn't that old. She's like mid sixties, let's say. And just, you know, very stylish. This is New York City. So, you know, like, you know, or maybe I, I forget what it was, you know, all black, very chic uh-huh. clothing. This, uh, yeah. Fancy you know, New York people. We know fancy sure. New York people. Yeah, Going to buy yeah, there, a $17 there dollar go. bagel. There we go. Yeah, fancy schmancy. Right, exactly. Some, yeah. Exactly. Some, someone that belongs and, to the Trilateral uh, Commission. <laughs> right, 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 right. And, uh, and she just like, the way she described things was just like, so, I remember it made me feel really uncomfortable. She was like, do, do you, so you put the, the fishy in the bagel or like you put the fishy filet outside of the bagel and it's just like <laughs> Wish it's like yuck like this is this is disgusting this is this is gross i don't know what's going on here and then she gives me a t- while we're having this conversation she's like okay i'll i'll pay you know here and it was a it was a 20 dollar bill and then she keeps on asking me these kind of weird questions and then when I go back to give her her change, she was like, "No way, Jose! You you don't owe you don't owe me three dollars. You owe me uh, what would it have been if it was a hundred dollar bill? Uh, oh, eighty three. Oh no! Yeah, 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 yeah. You owe me eighty three dollars. And you know, I the old you know older woman seemed very nice. Um, and I, I didn't, I didn't put, you know, a second thought into it. I just gave her oh, the 83 shit. bucks. Okay. Yeah. Not at a small, but not no, at a restaurant. <laughs> I know. Oh, well now I thought I'd talk to you guys and you'd be like, you know, on my team, what's, what's going on here? No, I'm saying, I, I I'm mean, telling you, know, you, I'll say this. I'll say this. I would rather just in my personal business, I would rather just give her the $83 and get her out of my hair. Like I am on your side because that money didn't come out of your pocket. I'm telling you that like, if you work at a place like that, they're ruthlessly keeping track of money and $83 is an amount of money that's going to get you yelled at for sure. Yeah. It was just, it was, it was built for failure. Just like, you know, 50 people in line at all times. So I, I immediately just like, you know, knowing knowing that they would find out, uh, told a buddy of mine that got me the job there, yada yada, and then like management found out, and they uh, they got this form that was like a warning form, and you could tell that this was like printed a very long time ago. This is not something that you know they're giving out to people. They didn't really know how to treat it. Uh, they're like, look, you got to sign this. Uh, I don't know what to say. You know, 
And yeah, he was like, he was shell shocked for a place that, you know, is making these bagels on site. Right. Costing about, you know, who knows how much it costs them, but turning a huge profit. Right. And, uh, so I signed the, I signed the form and there, I asked, you know, uh, I asked a coworker afterwards, it's like, shit, you know, I was, I was freaking out younger. Um, back to, you know, it was only two years ago, but, uh, and they're like, yeah, the, uh, the only time I've heard of someone else, uh, signing one of these forms is when, uh, John was closing with his, uh, with someone else named Marie, is your fake name. And that uh, John passed out in the bathroom, and Marie had to call nine one one to bust him out. <laughs> Holy shit! It's like, yo, it, am I really? Is this really being categorized with? And I happen to know that John was like a uh, avid cocaine user. Did they, like this, you know? Did they? Doctor- can we get a different header for this forum? You know, could this be a different color? Could this be? It doesn't feel like you know the same, same sort of thing. Did right they dock here. your pay at all, or did they just chalk uh, it up as a loss? I hate this lady. I hate this lady for doing this to somebody. Too. I know. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's a good scam, yeah. dude. It's a quick change where you just go in and then you say it was a different bill. They used to teach, it, teach us all the time about it. Whenever I did cashier jobs, they always were like, you need to leave the money on the register when you make the change because people will totally say, you know, that they gave you a bigger bill. Yeah, I uh, I right. came up. Uh, it's a when, good scam. When I worked, She probably the, wasn't even rich. She's probably broke as hell and brought some nice dress from the thrift store and just strolled in there right. with a bunch of moxie and got $83 <laughs> to, to go buy some <laughs> bunch of bottles of wine, a space bag or something. Yeah. Well, I went, yeah, Yeah. I came up like $43 short once at Kroger and they acted like I was going to take the whole business down. (laughs) Oh yeah. They're like, we're going to have to warn you for this is crazy. I'm like, warning, don't do that again. (laughs) Please. I will have to write you up the next time. I really love that though. Cause you're right. I mean, you're making the mistake, but it's like, it's not my money and they don't want to get rid of me. And all they're going to do is make me sign a fucking piece of paper. Yeah. I always, every time I got written up, every time I got written up at the cable company, they hated it because other guys would come in and beg them not to like write them up. And I'd be like, I mean, what in the end, what does the write-up really mean? I'll sign the thing. Just give me the paper and I'll sign it. I don't need to hear the lecture or anything. Yeah, our mom isn't going to check our report card. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember so many times getting written up and just sitting down and be like, so what what does this mean? And they're like, you're getting written up. You got to sign this paper. I'm like, all right, I just signed the damn paper. I just, who cares, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, 21, I said. The idea of having these guys like, you know, it's my sixth shift, still feeling it out. That's like, you know, punish me. Just doesn't really seem like the right course of action. Like, you know, this is what you got to do, which I, you know, was not a conversation. Well, some kind of what you have to do. What what Brett just said with the uh, keeping the money on the table. No, they're not telling me that. Some kind of yeah, advice that's true. would that's be on nice. them. They should have let you know. Like, yeah, you don't let somebody run the register unless you know they're fully competent. And that's something to check for. Yeah, make sure right. you're not getting ripped right. off. 
They, they got to be like, they got to ask you in the interview, are you a rube? Are you going to get ripped off, my right. buddy? You good, Mark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so what was uh, the result of the write-up? Like, was it just like, you're just written up? and? Well, I'll, 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 I'll kind of get to it. Uh, and, yeah, this is a nut. Also, one, uh, a place that, like, I think there are three or four in... Uh, in the city in Manhattan, and then the do zones like it was the Jew, Jewish brothers from Montreal, and the Montreal style bagel, but also had like a a deli. I forget what it's called. Um, it, I mean, like this place is huge. Like probably have like a super like fancy whatever that. website, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and it's the type of place that like. You're, you're working there and they're like, yo, like, uh, when they come in, you have to be like on your A game. You cannot fuck up, but don't be too nervous. Uh, they do kind of, I like secret shopper, but just, they definitely do stop by and they're looking for stuff. The actual brothers do? Yeah, it's like, what a weird vibe for any restaurant. So that would be the case. They're like, don't be nervous. The owners are going to come in here and order yeah, stuff yeah. from you, and you just got to act like they're just regular customers. That's like the worst way yeah, to secret exactly. shop. <laughs> that might yeah. be the worst yeah, plan yeah, I, I ever. Guess, I guess, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you you know, don't drop the ball. Just, you know, <laughs> have it together. And it's like, I, there's just like some dudes that opened the restaurant. So did they wait in the line with 50 people, or did they get cutsies? I, I actually never, I, I left, uh, about eight shifts in, um, oh. cause I broke my arm. Oh, biking. they, they weren't, into, uh, they weren't into that. They weren't into having somebody with a broken arm. <laughs> no, I, I straight, I straight up couldn't do it. But, uh, the second story went off track there. Uh, uh, second story is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm naming names. Why not? Uh, black seed bagel and then one day I see uh see you know I, I feel like I'm about to get a defamation lawsuit on my uh they're not listening on my door they, they don't they but, don't uh, they gotta hear it first black seed yeah. bagels we're gonna go we'll go eat there and tell them a guy caught into our radio show and said y'all like yeah, a good perfect. Montreal bagel but you're bad bosses yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm, yeah, I am intrigued by the concept, but <laughs> not, I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> Brett wants a seventeen dollar yeah. bagel now. Well, let me tell you who does have the money is this guy, Sarush Aldi, and he is um, one of the three founders of Vice Magazine. So there's uh, Shane Smith, who's like a large white guy who is still on board and does. He's kind of, I feel like he's like you know, the CEO type. Um, there's that dude, Gavin McGinnis. And I, I imagine you guys know who that is. Sure. Yep. He's a very, rebel. Very proud yeah. boy. Yeah. I forgot who I was talking to. And uh, then this dude, Sarush Alvey, who is like, uh, yeah, one of three founding members. Um, he's like, you know, uh, I wouldn't say scrawny. I don't know how to describe him. He's like, Bald guy wears glasses, um, and eats that black seed bagel. And 
Mm. I see him come in one day, and uh, and I know who he is, right? And I watch a lot, a lot of uh, Vice Magazine stuff in in uh, high school, and you know, I, I I wasn't like I wasn't geeking out like, oh my god, so Rouge Alvey is just uh, hey, I'm, I I've seen your videos, sure, I like your videos. And he's like, yeah, thanks, thanks. Oh no. Um, yeah, yeah. See, like, I, I feel a little weird because, like, this dude is in media, right? So yeah. This isn't like, yeah, is what it is. Um, so he he like tells me like, yeah, you know, uh, I'm coming here and I want my I want a bagel uh, for me and my wife and I want it toasted. I come here sometimes, you guys don't toast the bagels, and I need them toasted. Okay. And I said, uh, I said, yeah, for sure, man, like, uh, we'll toast those bagels. And, uh, we made them, like, fresh throughout the day, so we're not really toasting them generally, but if someone does ask for, uh, their bagels to be toasted, you, you toast them. Um, and I, believe I write on the order, uh, toast these bagels. And um, then send them out to the kitchen, and they come out. I didn't really check. I probably should have. And I give it to him. I give him the, I give him the bagel. And um, oh, man. I think all is well. And then uh, 10, 15 minutes later, he comes back in. And says, uh, the, you know, these bagels are not toasted. I said for them to be toasted. And I, what I want you to do is print out the order ticket. So I know if you drop the ball or if the cooks drop the ball. Ew. <laughs> wow. I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, I don't know, man. If I tell you to toast the shit and I'm, then you should fucking do it. Yeah, but I'm, if I'm on his yeah. side because oh, I expect no. to order really? my shit and get it. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm I, with you, yeah, man. Don't, don't be like, giving racists their check, bagels. Dude. Don't give racists their bagels. I'm against that. You, they, they want him toasted. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that a racist? How's he a racist? I thought he said the guy was a racist. That wanted his bagel toasted. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I thought you were talking about... You just think everybody Gavin is bad McGinnis. is a racist. I, <laughs> he's probably racist, right? Hey, man, now... now I was talking about that defamation lawsuit. You're not helping me out here. I, I promise. I think Gavin McGinnis. He is a. Uh, he's uh, you know. I got lost. This guy. This guy's. I got. Yeah. I got lost there. I'm sorry. I was. I. I. Uh, I thought you said that one of those racist online guys, the Proud Boys, were in there. And then you didn't toast their bagel as like some direct action, and it was like come in here and, and oh, you no, made no, up this, a great this, story. I did make up a. I mean, yeah, one of the proud boys came in. He wanted a toasted bagel. I was like, "Fuck you! I ain't toasting your bagel." <laughs> oh no 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 no! This is a yeah one of one of three founders of Vice magazine. Okay. The, 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 yeah. So he so, made you print it out uh, yeah. to find out who fucked it up. Yeah. Who fucked Which it up? Was crazy. And I, I was like, man, I totally fucked this bagel up. I didn't fuck it up. I had on the order receipt toasted. Who did he yell? So, what happened when he found out who did it, though? Well, like, what happens next? Yeah, so 
Toast your own bagel, I, Shane Black. Or Shane. Yeah, yeah. Like, I forget it, his name. I don't even know what happened. Like, I think I left like a few shifts after that. So, uh, yeah, so. I'm hot at this guy, know. though. So, me. what happened? Did he, did he like drag a cook out there and like scream at him or something? No, and then he was like, oh, this is, um, this is, uh, you know, okay. All right. I'm going to. He knew I'm sorry. Let me tell you. He knew you weren't t- disrespecting him. He just wanted to make sure you weren't right. Disrespecting I mean, he made, he went out of his way to say it, and you he put you in charge of his bagel, and you dropped the ball. <laughs> Listen to you, man. Really? Mister, he's Mister. I, Bo- I, I, I don't stand with any of here. you. What All of these, like, no, you have to be competent at your job. Right. That's how I feel. I, I don't know. Like, and if he's, and if anybody that. specifically looks you in the eyes and asks you for a favor, you're thorough about it. You don't want to be wishy-washy about shit like that. Right. Yeah. No, I got you. It's just, you know, I, I thought, I thought it's funny. Like I saw the guy and I remember seeing him in a, uh, like, I think he came out with a, a vice video that week about, uh, about like the gun market, the dark gun market in uh, Afghanistan, and where the Taliban are getting their weapons. Right. And then to think that the week afterwards he's uh, he's punishing, you know, is punishing the word doing an, an investigative piece on who's dropping the ball at his local <laughs> right uh, bo- boutique bagel. Right. Spot. He's got the scoop. I thought it was you know, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, he was just, I think he kind of realized, like, there's nothing I can really do here. But, uh, you know, like, he was hit, really pissed off. And then I pretty much left the job a few shifts later. I lasted, like, eight weeks there. But, uh, okay. All right. Yeah, it was a weird one. Yeah, um, I would like to know. I really want to know what happened. He didn't get his toasted bagel. Did he just stand there and you ignored him? No, I was like, I'm, I'm super sorry, man. And then he just your bagel. left with the dry, with the untoasted bagel. And then, and then I think I ended up toasting his bagel. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe I'm, you know, like I, I don't get too many bagels. I don't even. Would I notice if it wasn't toasted? You should Maybe. be able to see some golden brownness on there. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, thank you for calling. Yeah. You got one more? Right on, man. All right. Thanks for calling, man. Well, well, we, we, I think we might be in New York soon, so you might have the opportunity to see us again. <laughs> have All a right. good evening. Yeah. We've got two more calls left, man. That's it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm just sorry. I'm not with you. I'm not with all this, like, let's worry about the person's feelings that uh, just because they fucked up. It's like, just get out of the way and make it right. Like, if you work for a company that does shitty things or, or some, your company fucks people, like that bike thing with Target. If they, they fucked him over, he doesn't want to yell at the manager. Just get out of the way and give him the fucking money and be on with it. Toast the motherfucker's bagel and take care of it. I'm with you, dude. Toast that bagel. Just do, and especially if someone is like, man, tells you, like, please, y'all do not do this right. And you're just like, yes, sir. And then 
I would be fucking pissed too. <laughs> I would want to just come and pitch it back behind the fucking register. I know. I know. I know. I, I feel the same way. I get pissed about it when I get home. I wish I was more assertive. I wish I was more assertive about that shit. Uh, all right. Let's see who this next caller is. I'm not mad. You're mad. You seem mad as hell right now. I, uh, I, uh, am, I'm not mad. You're fired up right now, man. Thanks for calling Street Fire Radio. Who are we talking to? Hello? Howdy. Hey, uh, this is, uh, Tom from New Jersey. What's up, Tom? How are you tonight? Uh, not too bad. Uh, kind of high. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Me too. Yeah, no, I, I quit smoking for a while. And I started up a couple, uh, like a month or two ago, and uh, yeah, it's been fun. Well, nice so, tea break. Yeah, I guess it gets you're back. And oh, it was a long tea break. Oh, really? How long? What made you decide yeah, to start no, smoking again? Uh, I don't know. I used to always really be paranoid about it, and uh, after that long time of just like not doing it again, I did. I did it like once every six months or whatever. Um, but yeah, then I was like, hey, it's not so bad anymore. I'm an adult now. I'm not high school anymore. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, that's the way I do it. <laughs> You're grown. You can do what you want with your paycheck. You're grown, folks. Yeah, exactly. Oh, hell yeah, there's so many. And it's, it's a lot easier to do drugs when you're not worried about an adult taking away your Nintendo Switch. That's true. Yeah, That's yeah. Totally true. Yeah, a lot of the anxiety was from, like, uh, like smoking, like, at my house if I was, like, you know, by myself or whatever, and, like, living with my parents and then walking in and being, like, you know, all mad about it. Even though I know they're kind of cool with it, it was just, like, this weird, like, irrational anxiety. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So, uh, have, yeah. have, have you tried CBD at all? I, uh, I actually did. I actually got the, um, the, uh, what's it called? The, the isolate from you guys. Okay. Um, I think I got it like, uh, like a month and a half ago or whatever. And I first started by putting it like underneath my tongue to see, you know, have it dissolve and, and feel what it is like. And it didn't really, it didn't really do much for me. But then I, when I started smoking again, I started mixing it in with the weed and, it just, like, gave me a really, like, a lot more mellow of a high. It was really nice. Yeah, it is good for that. And it is it is absorbed into the lungs better than it is through, like, the stomach, from what I've read. Yeah, yeah. I just bought the tincture from you guys, so we'll see if that works any better than the uh, the isolate. Yeah, um, I mean, a lot of people love it. I love it. Sorry, not trying to do a sales or anything. I was just <laughs> genuinely wondering if you if it had helped or not. I need, to, I need to get my hands on some more. I'm out of it. I don't have any at the house. So now I'm just regular THC high all the time. Boring. It's not so bad. Boring. It's boring. It's not hacking your high the way you're supposed to be doing these days. <laughs> the hack the high, man. Is that the new uh, hashtag? I'm moving up on my... Uh, I'm moving up and now I'm hacking the high. I'm going to move down a little bit with the CBD. I'm high energy. I'm low energy. I'm going to have a little sativa and mix it with an indica. So wow, that you're like right a kind of energy, yeah, man. Hack your high, dude. <laughs> Coming to the YouTube soon. Hack your high with Brian Quimby. He'll explain it all in one long-winded sentence. I'm not a drugs nerd. I try not to be. You uh, know what? Can I? I'm sorry. I don't mean to do this while you're on the phone, but it's something that's been really useful to me that I've learned from the mm-hmm. internet, and I just want to bring it up. The phrase, the the term for a type of person sex nerd 
It's so useful to me. Like I listen, I hung out with a lot of sex nerds. Okay. Like in my early adult time, like I am not a Meaning. sex nerd. I'm not like trying to turn every party into an orgy or anything like that. That's okay. like, is that nerdy? <laughs> God, you don't you mean understand they're just like what obsessed, I'm talking about. Obsessed like, with privates and like, toys like their and whole stuff. life is geared around like we'll go to the swingers bar and we right sex okay. and then we do this weird we do this other weird sex. I'm thing having the guys and, over to watch a new porno that came out. <laughs> sex nerds, man, and I always thought I was weird because I wasn't one. I and now I'm like, oh, some millennial was like, oh, it looks like a bunch of sex nerds like that show Real Sex. Uh-huh. <laughs> like basically, anybody on that show is a sex. It was nerd. all sex nerds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it like just became such a useful fucking thing like as soon as i heard it i was like oh okay sex nerds that's what they are <laughs> yeah i appreciate the hypersexual <laughs> okay man you're allowed I celebrate to. the hypersexual you're a sex nerd. brett's a sex nerd i am a sex nerd he's like god damn man we got to sign up for one of those swingers bars and then when we're done doing that we got to go to a, a fetish ball and then <laughs> after that we're going to eat each other's pee just to see what it does <laughs> yep we got to keep ratcheting it up <laughs> All right, what's going on tonight, though? Did, did you did you have any? Did you want to talk about sex? Yeah, because I can do a lot more of that. But what's up? No, no, that, no. I actually was calling in to tell some work stories. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, so actually, right now I'm listening with my friend Joe slash my coworker, um, and uh, so but first I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start out with a story I had uh, previous to that. Well, in between where I work now. Uh, so I moved to uh, New York City for like eight months, a year, um, last year, and to go to school. And uh, so my, um, I had to get like a, a shitty ass job at this, uh, uh, the second job I had there at least was at this, this, this like fancy like cheese place. Okay. Um, Brett loves fancy cheese. In, in Brooklyn. Oh, his fancy cheese is fun. I like fancy cheese. But, like, it was, it was, like, I don't know. It was just so up its own ass. Their their whole, like, uh, like, I guess gimmick was that they were, like, I think their motto was, like, bringing southern comfort to the big city. Oh, God. And... <laughs> There's so many places like, doing that there now too. You, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, like, every place Brett is and I a down home barbecue. Brett and I ate at an Appalachian restaurant the the first time we went there. The first restaurant we ate at in New York was serving Appalachian food. Yeah, <laughs> I had I had fried green tomatoes. Yeah, <laughs> they deserve to have that yeah, food the, too. Oh, you know, it's em. just it's just. It's like now everything is like we southern up here. We do, yeah. we're good folks. We listen to bluegrass music and we love Jesus. We love it up here, up yeah. in the country. Oh, or no, yeah. we move into the city. I would love to live on a farm, but I have to be in Brooklyn so I can be by five fancy cheese places. We go to Hillside Church. <laughs> we're hill folks up here. <laughs> so I didn't so fancy cheese but from the south <laughs> yeah well so the thing wasn't like they didn't have like a lot of like southern cuisine it was just like more about like the attitude about the place oh like, my we're god really friendly. <laughs> we're really friendly and we'll bring you like a comfortable atmosphere so it wasn't really like I mean it was like fancy cheese and like this 
like sandwiches too that that they that they made up folks gather around i just made up a big plate of cheese come get it (laughs) (laughs) ringing the dinner bell outside like for cheese and crackers (laughs) just somebody outside in bib overalls and no shoes ringing a bell ding 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 we got a big place plate of cheese in here you come on in here you get some cheese mama wants you to eat cheese i'll be 17 dollars for one piece of cheese (laughs) right <laughs> we like we're like, really into French cheese, but we but we want to be from the South more than anything. We'd rather be from the South. <laughs> you know what it is? Is that New York has to put all their stock into? We're tough here in New York. If you can't make it here, you can't make it anywhere. You know, if somebody's walking too slow on the street, I yell at them. I say, "I'm walking here," and then they speed up. And then it's like, so now when they want to be like, we're "I'm the, walking here," <laughs> now when they're like, "I want to be the nice New York place," they have to be. Southern. Right or Midwest? Yeah, they can't be New York. They can't be authentic New York and also welcoming, friendly. It's like we we ain't friendly over here. And then they're like, "Come on in, come on in and get a shot of moonshine in a mason jar." Let me fix you up a sweet tea, honey. I make a good glass of ice water. <laughs> and we everything you drink. It's all Coke, honey. You mean lemon lime Coke? That's what you want. <laughs> let's move up there and open like yeah, a midwestern pizza I think place and just be like we we sell square pizza yeah and we just and when yeah. people come in we're aggressively oh, nice to them down. yeah but well we'll, we'll take square pizza over here cowards that's a coward's <laughs> we'll sell them we'll, but once we give them that midwestern charm that yeah. passive aggressiveness we're yeah. like oh you couldn't fucking eat it anyways <laughs> you know what it, you don't even know what it is you need a big floppy slice i get it man you teeth too weak to eat a crunchy a nice crispy piece of pizza <laughs> oh sure we get it you're conservative you're stuck in your ways you want everything to be the same the way it's always been we get it <laughs> we're gonna move there and yeah we're gonna open a place where we're like aggressively nice to you in a way that means fuck you <laughs> right and then make eat the food eat the goddamn f- eat the food sweetie eat yeah. the food baby <laughs> you'll em. love it i love i want to give this to you i want to give of this to you from my heart fucking <laughs> but with the attitude on right. your like, you owe me some niceness after that's why we do it really it's yeah. the midwestern way is to hand out niceness i'm doing and expect niceness in return right no matter what the mood is i'm only doing this because i expect you to go above and beyond in return <laughs> <laughs> so what so, were they up uh, to there well so i mean mostly i mean it was just kind of like a uh I don't know. It was it was like a, a like that was probably my biggest beef is that they're trying to have this whole like attitude of um, being like this you know nice you know it's southern comfort in the in the big city. But like the biggest thing was uh, it was the first place I got fired from. Whoa! What'd you get? That wasn't. Fired? Yeah. They don't do that in the south. That's not southern hospitality. <laughs> no, that's not southern hospitality. They find something for you to do in the back. Yeah. <laughs> um. Basically, what happened was, uh, like, I was working, like, really part-time the entire time, and um, there was this one week during, like, August, like, early August or late August, whatever it was, um, where, like, the first day was, like, like, my first day at work was a Monday, and I, like, I woke up and I decided to call out because, like, you know, like, I, I got, like, depression, and some days I just can't do it, you know? So, 
uh, I called out, and the manager at the time, which they didn't really like, have like a set manager. It was just like the lead was the manager. Okay, um, that's southern. That's very and, southern. Uh, that's how they do it down there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I called out that day, and he was like, "All right, yeah, that's fine, whatever." Um, and then maybe like three days later, or, I don't know. The next time I was in, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm sitting at the bus stop where, like, that takes me to work, and, um, because my area where I was living did not have good trains, like, subway service at all, so it was kind of a bitch to get to where I was trying to go, and, uh, so I was sitting at, I was sitting at the bus stop, and I'm looking at the, the app on the phone, and it's like, all right, it's going to be here in, like, five minutes, it's going to be here in, like, three minutes, whatever, because it's, like, a half mile down the road, and all of a sudden, it just, like, disappears off the app, and I was like, oh, shit, this isn't good, and, uh, and so if I see the I see the line pulling up and there's like people on the bus but like the the sign up a bus is like not in service so apparently they just weren't like picking up new people and so I had to wait for the next one to come which was like 20 minutes later so I wound up being 20 minutes late to work because of you know the shitty New York uh, transit system best in the world and, world uh, class transit system yeah yeah that's like the most traveled on in the United States. Um, and so, like, I and I said, and I said, like, when I, I texted, as soon as I realized I was going to be that late, I texted the lead for that day, and she was like, "Okay, just let me know, like, give me a rough estimate when you're going to be there." And so, like, I was like, "All right, everything's cool. Like, it's an honest mistake, whatever." And uh, so I go in, and everything's cool. And then maybe I think, like, the next time I was in, I was like five minutes late, oh. and I get after my shift after my shift that that uh, that day. Um, I go home, I'm just, like, hanging out with my roommates with, uh, like, uh, by the way, shout out to uh, Henry. Uh, he's the one who really introduced me to Street Fight. Uh, he's probably going to listen to this at some point. Sup, Henry? Um, Henri. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was just, like, hanging with them, like, just bullshitting in our apartment. And um, I get an email from one of the owners, and it was basically just like, hey, just because, you know, because you called out with, like, not a lot of notice on Monday... And then you were late by, you know, those other two days, like, we're just going to take you off the schedule. I went over email, and it was like, how much more, you know, disrespect could you show me? <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't even, they just said, we're going to take you off the schedule. You're just off the schedule. You're not even really fired. Yeah, they you just didn't... never work here again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that just... Southern hospitality. That's politeness right there. <laughs> you just ain't going to work anymore. <laughs> Honey, you ain't fired. You're off the schedule. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're just not scheduled to work, okay? Oh man, wow, that's yeah, no, it was, yeah, that's it was infuriating. What yeah, they they, they get can't. the target on your back, dude. They just and I I don't understand why they do that because what is the point of retraining and hiring a person over five minutes? Yeah, you know, yeah, it turns into a yeah. thing where it's like, okay, how many times if we say that a lot about our show even like how many times have I been here on time? If I'm late, it's like, come on, man. Right. If I, maybe if I'm late three days I in am. a row, I got something going on in my life. You right. know, I'm, I'm, well, I mean, I'm definitely trying to get here at around the start time, <laughs> yeah. but you know, we do yeah, live in the city that's with more my attitude. Sorry, go ahead. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I say, yeah, the, the more lackadaisical uh, uh, trying to get here around when it starts, that's like, that's more my attitude, I think. Uh, because, yeah, no, I mean, I'm not a timely person at all, and it wasn't like I was not late like other days, 
Like they, all those those three instances happened happened within a week of each other. Were you like and pretty sure to- like I'm fucked? Like on the third day well, when you're running in at five minutes, you're like, ah oh, man, this probably ain't great. No, like because I I never thought it because everyone was like pretty cool with it. Like when I would run in just like five <laughs> minutes late because of whatever, and uh, like no one ever like said anything to me or whatever. I remember in like the interview that they said, you know, timeliness is important, but I figured, you know, like, all jobs kind of say no, that. No, they don't. Um, if they bring it up special like that in the interview, they mean that that's one of the things. You know what I mean? Like, because I've had jobs where okay. they'll just bring up, like, they'll just bring something up that seems, like, really obvious in the interview where mm-hmm. they're like, we don't like it when people do this, and that's, like, all they're looking for. That's the thing that irritates them right. the most, you right. know? Yeah. So, but, yeah, but, like, since I saw that on the, uh, it, like, when I saw it, but I, when I heard it in, like, the interview, um, I was always kind of like, oh, shit, like, you know, this, I'm going to get, you know, chewed out for being, like, five minutes later, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and no one ever did it. I never got any, like, repr- That's like crazy. reprimanding from anybody about it until I got fired. Yeah, I would just... So think- it was like, there's no warning. Yeah, that would, yeah, I was going to say, I would expect it to be, like... All right. What's is something going on here? Like, is there a, is it yeah, a bus pass yeah. situation, or is what is the issue? Because this is at you know this is becoming a thing. Well, I don't. I've never yeah. I couldn't imagine just getting a fucking email that says don't come back. I, I'll say this. Yeah. Like, and this is one of the things when I wrote about small business tyrants in the zine, and and this is That's like true. One of those things about small business tyrants that you don't really think about that much is that like, like. There's no formal way for them to do things. And a lot of them just got in the business of, of like in, in the business because they like to cook. You know what I mean? Like they have shitty personalities and they're not, they, they don't want to be, a, they like, like aren't trying to be managers of people, you know? And like, so that yeah. could lead people. And I really, I think because the stories I hear from restaurants, you know, through my sister and from other people is that like, a lot of times they're like, like, um, of like confrontation. Like they're, they don't want to get in a confrontation. So like they likely were seething about you being late a lot behind the scenes. And then that one week we're like, holy shit, you know, we just got to fire this guy. He's late all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I mean, I mean, you might have just been a victim. You might have yeah. just been a victim of somebody just being like, you know, he's been late every day and they never said anything to you because they were afraid to confront you about it. Because it even sounds that way with the way that you said they fired you. They said we're taking you off the schedule. Yeah. That's very soft language. Over email. Yeah, that's very yeah. soft language. And it seems like I don't want to be in a confrontation with this guy. I don't want to do it to his face. And uh, Is that part of the Southern hospitality <laughs> I don't think so. I've been watching some Tennessee Williams movies recently, and they are right in your face. Well, I think that that – I really think that's a really common thing, especially in the restaurant business, because it is like a business of people who are passionate about a thing, and like they're good at it. And the way to move up in that business is to get your own restaurant. So then at some point, you get your own restaurant – and you're like managing people, but like 
Yeah. You weren't like, you weren't like a genius. You're not like a leader type person. You right. know, you're and, just a human and you're, you're just as weird as me. Right. You know? well, yeah. Right. And it's a person that can like, if their attitude towards a friend that does something they don't like or pisses them off in some way is to just not call or text them anymore. <laughs> they're just going to do the same thing to a person. Just <laughs> like, I'm going to ignore this problem is what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to ignore, like you said, just ignore it. And then, just get rid of it the that's, easiest way possible. That's why it's ridiculous. I, that's why I worry so much. Like when people talk about like, Oh, there's a bunch of jobs. That's why I want like a huge safety net. Right. Is because I, I don't want people to be subject to the whims of like their livelihood and their survival subject to the whims of just some person right. like that. And there are some just, dysfunctional person. Yeah. And there are just so many people stuck doing that because that person had a good idea or yeah, had an idea. enough money to start. Yeah. Yeah. Just enough money to start in an idea and they get in there and like, just that's where like some, the safety net needs to be robust. It needs to be like, this is going to keep you floating until you find your next job because right. like it's hard. You never know like, when you're going to lose it. Yeah. You, you never know when you get an email that you says you're off the schedule. <laughs> you might just get an email. And you're off the schedule and you say, when are you going to put me back on? And right. then they have to explain to you that um, you're fired. Mm. <laughs> you should have asked when they're going to put you back but, on just to put them through. Make them fire. Yeah. You. Make like, them do it. You should have made them say <laughs> the words. That's, that's like a, that's a, I've never been fired. I can say that. You've never been fired? I do not think I've been. I always quit. Never right been shown. Before. Oh, you, well, that's fired. Yeah. Like they say you're fired. You say, no, I quit. No. That counts as fired. No. I mean, yes, in a way. Like, it's like, they, like it would be like, okay, this is going to come to a head today. Uh-huh. And I would just come in and quit before they <laughs> fire me. That is <laughs> getting it fired. Might, and it maybe isn't even like coming to a head that day. It's like this is coming to a head eventually. All my chickens are coming home to roost here very soon. And I <laughs> might as well just go for it now and get out of here. And that's like what I ha- what happened. I mean, like when I got fired. So I got fired from Chuck E. Cheese for not showing up for a whole weekend. No call, no show. And then they hired me back. Right. They were like, we screwed up. I did because I didn't know call no show. What happened was they had I requested time off. Somebody told me I had it, but I didn't have it. And then I got fired for it when I got back. And I was like, I, you know, that sucks. And they were like, we'll hire you back. And then they started yelling at me for some other stuff I did in the past. And I was like, fuck you, man. I ain't working back here. I don't need this. I'm a new hire. (laughs) I left. I like just walked out, never came back. So I guess technically I was fired, you know, but yeah, I just can't remember any times where I looked at you and said it. Like I was on the, I can't remember very many times where it was time for me to leave a job where I wasn't on the offensive. Sure. <laughs> I'm always on offense in that case. Like I, I know I'm gonna make. I'm gonna decide when I exit this place. Not you. I uh, well, I my firing biggest firing when I worked at Abercrombie and Fitch. They, I was buying gift cards for forty percent off and then selling them on eBay for like ninety percent of the face value. And I was running the scheme for a very long time, and then. One day they were like, you need to go to HR and talk to some people. And I sat in a room and was terrified 
yeah. they were like, we found out how much you stole, how much you took. They considered it stealing. They, ex- they slid over a piece of paper. They're like, are you, f-? that's how it started. Are you familiar with any of this? And it was just all of my eBay auction <laughs> on a piece of pic- printout. <laughs> and then they were like, well, they were like, so, you know, we want to make this amicable and we're going to, you know, let you go. We're not going to call the police or get involved as long as you sign this promissory that you'll pay back the money. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to go talk to a lawyer. And I just got up and left and walked as fast as I could while they were like, Brett, 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 you need to come back here. Brett, oh. you need to come back here. Oh. And I just like bolted. You made a scene. Yeah. <laughs> I do that all the time. But I they can't didn't do, They it. couldn't do anything. I know. I didn't I know. commit a crime. I know. I know. You can't. I mean, it's like, like, it feels I don't know. It feels like taking that power from them is so important in that moment. It like that like I don't know, maybe it's yeah, just a certain type of person and me and you are both that person, but not giving them the satisfaction oh, yeah. of getting to do what they want to do, of like getting to push you around. It's like a real taking it like, away. It affirms things in you, and it makes it easier to not have a job for a little bit, where you're like, "Fuck them, man!" <laughs> you're running just on all of that energy you stole from them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I quit the cable company, I took three weeks off. I don't know why they gave me three weeks in a row off too. Like right at the beginning of the year, I just was like, "How much vacation time do I had?" I think I had like six weeks of it. And I was like, I need three weeks off right now. I got some important stuff going on. <laughs> and I took three weeks off. And then the day I was supposed to be back, I just showed up with a box of my stuff and was like, I'm done with this shit. Yeah. And that like was just like, it felt like so. Were they surprised? Strong. Yeah, oh, they were surprised. They had just given me a raise, dude. <laughs> because I was like trying to get fired. But like, so I was trying to get fired. And the way I was doing that was with like shitty work. Right. Like I was just doing like the worst work. Right. Uh huh. But I was getting it done really fast because I didn't care. It was just like, whatever. I'm, so I'm like burning through jobs and they're just like, you're insanely productive, dude. You're like, it's so great how much work you're getting done and stuff here. We're going to give you a, the full raise this time. And I was like, did you just the full raise? I'm like, I, the whole time I'm thinking, like, I'm trying to get fired over here, man. Right, right. I'm making this difficult so that you can just cut me loose. And then I learned in the end that, like, they weren't going to do it. They just weren't going to fire me. Like, if I had, if I was waiting for them to fire me, I would still be working there right now. Like, I would have, right. I would not be doing Street Fight. I would be working at the cable company. They would have, I would probably be a high level, like, tech at the cable company right now. If, if I, you hadn't quit. If I hadn't just quit because they were just like, once you're there for like, once I was there for like seven years, it was just like, we got to come up with so much to, you know what I mean? They're like, we got to come up with a good case to fire a guy like this. Right. And there's just, there wasn't anything, like, if as long as I was going and doing the work, but I wasn't even, like, doing the work. I was, like, acting like I lost work orders and stuff and just, like, all kinds of shit. And they were just like, you're doing great, Brian. Yeah. You know? Every once in a while, they'd call me in. Yeah, I'd be a pain in the ass at a meeting, and I'd have to, like, go talk to the manager, and the manager would be like, oh, you know, you can't really do that at the meetings, you know, come on. You know, you don't have to ask 200 questions every time we come up with something new. You don't right. have to disagree with everything. You don't have to make the meetings two hours long. Right, right. <laughs> or things like that. Like, I was always getting yelled at, but it was still, it was just like, they get rid of me. They just wouldn't do it. And sometimes you just got to go. You right. Know? 
Quitting's cool. Quitting is the best. I like. I highly recommend everybody quit a job sometime. Unless you're gonna an get angry. Way. Yeah, don't like. Yeah, that's the thing is that's why they make it so you have to get fired, and then they make it harder to get fired. Than- I did. I got unemployment from them. I was so nervous. I had my fingers crossed. I was like, they're not gonna give it to me. They're gonna change something in my file, and they fucking let me skirt by. <laughs> Man, you're the best. <laughs> I'm lucky boy. You are. You're just good at living, man. Well, hey, thank you for calling in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a have a great evening. We got to take this last call. It's time to get off work. Yeah, it's pretty late. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, yeah, thanks, guys. You guys are awesome. No problem. You. you got Twitter or something? Closing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't use my Twitter that much, but I, I guess I'll plug it. Uh, it's uh, at TomGasParty. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's T H O M G A S S A R T Y. I'm glad you said that because I thought it was come ass party. I thought it was something <laughs> hardy like H A R D Y. I actually thought it was farty. No, no. Like farty like F A R D Y like the kids are spelling it now. F A R D. They do fart and shit. I fart and look up fart and <laughs> farting and shitting. I was like, oh, that's my head amazing. <laughs> With a yeah, T? No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here, I, it, I get... it's, a, it's a play on my name. Oh, so, oh okay. It sounds similar to my name. Got yeah, it. but it's different. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah. Thank you. Have a good one. We appreciate the call. Let's get into this next one. We're about to cross three hours. And I need to get up tomorrow. Thank you for calling. Who are you talking to? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Ben from Ithaca. What's up, Ben? How are you tonight? You're the last caller tonight. Closing time. Yeah. Hey, What's up? How are you guys doing tonight? We're we're okay. We're getting tired, you know. I threw up before the show, and I'm starving now. You you threw up? Yeah, I was just I wasn't feeling right. I had to get the stuff out of my tummy. Sometimes I just feel like nauseous, and if I throw up, I feel better for the whole rest of the night. Yeah. So I can't. I never feel better after I throw up. After I throw up, I just like I have that like feeling in my gut where it's just like. Nothing is going to feel good after this. <laughs> oh, I always feel so refreshed. Yeah, me too. I, oh. I, I mean, like, I'd love to get French fries, like, right now. Oh. But. That's how I feel after, like, good poops, but not puke. Oh, interesting. Love a good poop. I don't More like toilet shit, talk. shitting and farting. Too much information. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I just wanted to call and, uh, I don't want to be negative, but I have to take umbrage with a few things that everybody has said tonight. Okay, let's hear it. Um, I was listening to the big guy call, and I heard you guys say that your only two like frequent callers or characters are Elizabeth and Big Guy. Ben from Ithaca and, does call a lot. I know Ben. I'm well, sorry, Ben. Hey, no, I'm not even. I mean, that's not even for me. I mean. I want it to be for me, but I don't know if it is. I but you you guys got ship pro ship pro called tonight. You got Grove City Erica, uh, but she, she left us uh, forever. She, yeah, she yeah she went to Sweden. She the uh, drug scientist. You have to, yeah, the drug the raptor guy. Like y'all have a whole cast of characters. Yeah, Brian just pairs it down to two people that he can t- think of the top of his off the top of his That's head at the, the moment. Thing. That's the thing. I'm stoned when I'm doing the show, man. I just this show goes hey, on for three hey, hours yeah. and it's like how when you hey. get at the end of your work day, you're like, When I even do this morning? 
<laughs> no, I feel that. Ben from Ithaca's on the come up, though. By the end of September, I want to be at least Elizabeth status. There's okay. going to be By two the last October, shows. Maybe big guy. There's going to be two last shows in September, though. That's oh, a scary shit. thing. By the end, okay. By the time it snows, I want to be Elizabeth status. Okay, <laughs> we can do that. Yeah, we're we're off two weeks in a row and. In September, yeah. it was probably going to be more call-in show. It's probably going to be more Gwen shows and stuff coming up because we're going back on the road soon. We're road dog. Oh, yeah. We're road dogging it again. A couple of big I want you road guys dogs. to come to. I mean, I know it's a pipe dream, but I want you guys to come to New York, like not New York City. Like oh, I, I live say, way, way upstate. I was going to say we're going to be back in New. York. I mean, one thing you can guarantee is that Street Fight will be back in New York. That's like one of the only guarantees we can make. I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to make a trip out for the next New York City one, but like, I want to not have to get on a Greyhound bus one day. Well, (laughs) that's me being entitled. That's me being entitled. No, it's fine. We need to get, we need to get to at least Buffalo or something like that. We tried Buffalo. We tried. They just was not having us. We could probably try again. Hmm. I feel that. Tell um, them we know about the anyways, shitting and farting meme, though. Oh, yeah. Cool with the kids. Tell them we know that, and maybe they'll have us in. Like, oh, oh these yeah, guys yeah maybe. I mean, I make a lot of shit jokes, and some of them are well-received, so <laughs> you just got to put yourself out there. <laughs> well, what's going on tonight, uh, Ben? I just wanted to call the kind of give a shout-out to the Street Fighters Facebook group. Um, I'm going through some shit, and, like, I posted something like a week ago about how I needed clothes because uh, I have some legal problems that are kind of like taking up all my money lately and I have like two shirts and two pairs of pants and everybody on the group kind of responded really positively to that and I've been getting a lot of like used clothes in the mail which I really appreciate. That's nice. I just wanted to... yeah, it's really cool because it's like direct action from people who believe in the same things as you. And uh I'm very traditionally bad at asking people for things, but a couple of weeks ago, I just kind of like looked at my bank statements and thought, nothing's going to happen for the next few months except me spending money trying to like uh pay off court cases and the DMV and stuff, and uh, so I, like, put a call to Ashton out on the Street Fighters group, and nearly everybody on there kind of got in contact with me and sent me stuff I needed, and I think that's great. So you're calling me you're calling because I still owe you that shirt, I promise, right? Brett, why do you owe him no, a shirt? No, uh, I did, hey, yeah, baby. No, I, do, I, just, no, I, I have it on my forgot. list. <laughs> no, I have it on my started list. I uh, I'm kind of in a way like that guy with the manager. Sometimes I just like say I'll do stuff, and I'm like I just cannot do it right now, and I will get to it. I'll <laughs> no, make sure uh, it I mean I'm the same way. I'm the kind of person who like won't do things until you remind me four times. Sure. So That's I try to be respectful. Of the, <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to call you to remind me of the free shirt you promised. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> Uh, I especially wanted to kind of shout out people like Nairi who like, uh, pinned that post and 
I've been checking it a lot, and a lot of other street fighters have been posting about stuff they needed and getting it. So I think that's really cool that this podcast is kind of less of just a fandom and more of a, a thing where direct yeah, well, a family, you know, a family. We're family. We drink Coronas after we do crimes like Fast and the Furious. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's the kind of family I want to be. Columbus, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bra- you're in Brazil. <laughs> if you haven't drank Corona on a roof for the next cop, are you really a street fighter? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey Ben, so, I'm glad I'm glad they helped you out. That makes me feel really good, and uh, I'm yeah, glad the community is forming. Like, there's actually breakout groups from the regular group that are regional, and they're meeting up and hanging out. And yeah, like, there's a tri-state area group oh. for Philly and Jersey and bottom of New York, whatever that is. Bo- yeah, the bottom part of New York. So, Every part of New York is the bottom. <laughs> so please, like, we a community is always cool. Like, it's definitely like that's so cool that people are gathered around this idea because it's it's a. I don't know. It's a. It's crazy to think that like oh, yeah. when we first started doing this show, some of these ideas were a little bit less mainstream, and it feels good to know that like people are starting to be like, oh, I hate America. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's stuff like, like that. It's not a. It's not like a Kickstarter thing or some sort. It's just people like throwing themselves at things that they will not get anything back for. Yeah. I mean, like, none of these people are going to get anything back and none of them cared. And oh, that dude. is a big thing. Are like, you serious, man? I hope to be able to. Sorry. What's up? I was getting rid of a bunch of old clothes is like the best feeling in the world. I love getting rid of some shoes that I've looked at for like a year and been like. I can't sell these because no one's going to give me enough money for them, so I can't get rid of them. So if you can find a better home for them, that's a good feeling. For real. Someone also, I don't know if, like, I don't want to name names because, like, I don't know how uncomfortable it'll make them, but someone also sent me a new pair of pants with a $145 price tag, and, like, I can't wait to, like, Bosky at them and work on my Jeep or something in them because, like, I've never had a pair of pants like that. <laughs> yeah, man. That's, that's like, bigger than sending someone your old T-shirt, right? Like, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, man. You got hooked yeah. up. Uh, yeah. 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 For sure. I run through all uh, my expensive pants. I, like, wear my expensive pants <laughs> until they're rags on my body. But hey, I should have been farted. Can I give... Okay, what were you going to um, uh, I was just going to say, I was going to try to make it short and simple this week, because I'm bad at that. But I just wanted to kind of put dispatch out there to other Street Fighters. I'm actually going to... Uh, New York City over the Labor Day weekend, and me and another Ben from the Street Fighters group are going to go to that Hollywood Handbook live show, Ooh. and if anybody, any any Street Fighter fans in Brooklyn want to meet up with two drunk party boys who talk too loud about leftist politics, I would love that okay. if they connected with us on the Facebook group. Sounds like a plan. It's pretty easy to find the Bens on there. <laughs> Yeah, I like this idea. All right, have it and and Labor Day weekend. If you're in Chicago, you can come and do the the street fight party with me and Brett. We're gonna go up there and do some hey. jokes. Yep. 
with the LSD teams, right? Yes, hopefully. <laughs> Maybe we got. Maybe they're yeah, teens, fungus teens, yeah. fungi teens. We might, we guys. might not do drugs with kids, but we're gonna try to. <laughs> right. Well, they're eighteen, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's not good. I think they actually said. Okay, fine, me. <laughs> Close enough. It's legal. <laughs> Well, thanks for calling in. I really anyway, appreciate it. Uh, do you do you have a Twitter or anything where people can connect, or just on Facebook? I don't have a Twitter, but I'm pretty easy to find on Facebook. I'm not gonna really put my last name out That's there fine. just in case of what I say in the future on the show. But yep. I'm easy to find on the Facebook group. Perfect. Well, thanks for calling in, Ben from Mythic. Yeah, I appreciate thanks for letting me call. Have a good guest. You too. All right, that is Street Fight Radio, number one anarcho comedy radio show on any station across the nation. Coming here out of Columbus, Ohio, we are part of the Free Press. We are in the Free Press Studios. We are a part of the Pacifica Radio Network. If you want to find more of what Brian and I do, you can find us on social media. We're Street Fight WCRS on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. Uh, we're going to do a Mario Kart tournament soon. I found out that you can get 12 people in a private Mario Kart room, so I'm going to make a post about this soon in the Patreon. We'll make sure we get all the friend codes swapped and then i will sign in and we will start up a mario kart party and see who's good i'm letting you know that i can snake most of the courses so you need to be a serious contender to get into this thing uh, but it should be a lot of fun and uh we'll be getting to that on the twitch stream you can also find us on youtube uh, where we put all of our live streams it's the most stable platform right now facebook took a shit on us tonight it shitted on us and uh we're worrying this internet. I don't know. We're going to have to do something better for the stream, but thank you for tuning in. If you want to watch us do the show live, it's free every single Sunday night, 11 PM Eastern standard time. Uh, if you want to call into the show, the number is 614-412-5252. You want to try calling in around 1030 or 11. I mean, 11 now, I think was probably the best time. Just call it 11 PM Eastern time. We kick the show off. We talk a little shit and then we'd start taking, um, your calls. You can get more of the show at streetfightradio.com. You can get bonus shows over at patreon.com. I'm Brett. He's Brian. Peace.